What's your 20? This here's the podcast crew. We're hauling up at 901, about to hit the airwaves. Ready for big trucks, cool characters, and the explosive action you'll only find in Convoy? Well, rev up your engines for... An full of Convoy. Northern California's number one podcast about the 1978 movie based upon the 1976 novelty song about trucking. Fans of cinema and music will find much alike. That is, if you're not some no-good bear like Dirty Lyle. Breaker, breaker, good buddy. Expect in-depth analysis, breaking news about the cast and crew, a little rubber duck humor, and we'll even have a bear in the air. They even had a bear in the air. Welcome to an earful of convoy. This is an earful of convoy. We, we've had we've had thirteen lovely episodes so far. Yes, each one started off with loons, and you're yep. trying to kill the. Formula. I am trying to. I've tried to kill the loons every single episode. I finally succeeded. They are still here. Also, but we're not going to be not going to be dealing with that. You failed terribly last episode in not doing the one thing you have to do, but which I is do. not moving around your mic while you're while you're using it. <laughs> that that could have been a loon, for all you know. And it's much more dangerous this episode because these are much louder. So so just. Uh, Hands off the mic if you need to. Just take it down. Take it down like this. Move it around. Then listen, move it listen, again. listen. That's rather, very loud. That is. That's. That's. Well, that needs some oil. All right. Um. Welcome to an earful of convoy. Hello, welcome. Uh. This is earful of convoy, North California's number one podcast about the 1978 movie based on the 1976 novel. on about trucking convoy by Sam Peckinpah, mm-hmm. and we are we are here. It is uh another week. Uh. No, it is it is uh Saturday. August, uh, what is what is today? It's um, uh, today is August uh, the it's a sixth, sixth. But we don't yeah. want to reveal that to our podcast listeners because they could be listening to this anytime. We don't want to. But they should mess know. with their minds. The, the so. Olympics are happening, but the Olympics are happening. The opening ceremonies last night very exciting. Which, I love which the makes Parade of Nations. Convoy more relevant than ever. It takes us back to a time before people cared about the Olympics. You know, you don't see. You don't Do see. Do people not it, care about the Olympics in the eighties? You don't see seventies, seventy-eight. Uh, you don't see anyone. This How movie can I about forget that at this point? And, they, and the Americans skipped the Olympics. You know, they said, "Hey, because you know, because of the Soviet Union, we're not doing the Olympics." And this year, everyone's going to die in Brazil. Everyone's going to go out into Brazil and die, and they're still going to do the Olympics. Yeah. So I'm just saying, people. The are Olympics must go on. But trucking never stops. Yes. Uh, so speaking of um, nothing, uh, we are. Uh, this is a very exciting time in in the saga of this podcast because if you listened in last episode, you will remember that we wrote a letter to our nemeses. Yes, uh, the dog dog bros, the dog brothers. Uh, so we've been feuding with the dog brothers. For, the dog brothers were inside the feuding section of our website. Yep, they're in the feuding section of our website. We've been feuding with them, and why are we been feuding with them? As you take a drink of water. Uh, because they do not... They they disrespected our podcast. They they did not disrespect our podcast. <laughs> they disrespected the movie Convoy. Yes, and just go, we're talking about Garner Simmons. Garner Simmons. Paul Cedor. Paul Cedor. Nick Redman. Nick Redman. They so are the trio responsible for the, the Blu-ray commentary on the Kino Lorber release of Convoy. The, the three... The three responsible. The three dog amigos. Bros. Yeah. Yes. The three responsible dog brothers. Yeah. Dog bros. Um, so yeah, they, they had a very negative Blu-ray commentary. It was. It struck us as very odd that the Blu-ray commentary would be so negative. It um, was. It, and it. What boy was it negative? And so we had to 
uh, somehow find a way to attempt to resolve this feud. Reach for the stars, and it will happen. We went literally out reach for the stars, and the, yeah, the three dog bro stars. We reach for the stars. We sent, uh, I'd say, an incoherent and some of belligerent email, <laughs> yeah. and they were nice enough to respond to it in good faith. And uh, within. Within, yeah, a couple days. Yeah, it with, was really. It was less than a week. No, within a day they responded. Yes. Oh, the response was very quick. And we were talking with them within four days. Yes, that was that was pretty fantastic. It so we was, yeah. we talked in person. Well, not in person. We talked over over the phone and Skype in internet person in internet person with the dog bros. Uh, and had a very nice conversation with them. Two about of the three. Garner, two Garner of the, set That's up. right. Garner, we, we know how, how he stands. We, we know exactly where Garner stands. Yeah. Um, and the, so we, but we talked with the other two, and we had a very nice conversation. That conversation... Flashback. Yes. How did the feud... How does the feud resolve itself? How does the feud resolve well, itself? This is a question. Here's... Wow, why did everything get crazy all of a sudden? Well, I'm going to listen to air. Just make sure I'm not getting too loud okay. and crazy. Well, here, here we go. This uh, well, no, before we talk what? about this, oh. we said the feud oh, here, would be okay, resolved. Yeah, our, okay, our setup was we would resolve the feud if they admitted. If, if a majority. If a majority, a plurality. Of the three a super dog majority bros. Yes. Of the dog bros admitted that we would have made a better commentary than they did. For Convoy, right? That was our that was our stipulation. So we went into this interview not not we, expecting we much, to get that at all. That. We yeah, said, but we just were, being we, civil alone yes. would be yes. enough to say let's yeah. bury the hatchet. We gave up on that. We said, yeah, if we, if we have a good discussion, if we you know at the end, if they recognize yes, there are some merits to Convoy, then we can bury the feud. If That's they don't fine. shun us, if they yeah, if they if we if if we get somewhere nice and and productive with it, and we and you know and and minor spoiler we, we got somewhere nice and productive with it but and just stop you here yes while this episode is out in podcast land uh you'll have more this is not bonus content this is essential content exhibit a yeah review the dog bros exhibit a and exhibit a will is epi- is comes you, after episode 14 you would think exhibit a so. would be the movie convoy it is but not, we don't have the rights no. to, to <laughs> you can't distribute that <laughs> yes yes but it, the next episode in your feed after this episode you're listening to right now will be the interview with the dog bros so stay tuned for that it'll be very it's exciting. one hour ten minutes Precisely, a thrill ride. Yes. Um, so, so, and and so, yeah. So we thought there was no chance they would admit that we did a better DVD commentary, or we would have done a better Blu-ray commentary. We didn't even try and push them on this. And, and we were having a nice say, conversation, well, say, and they shouldn't because we wouldn't. <laughs> let's just be clear uh, about that. I mean, we would definitely contribute. Yeah. Yeah. So we, I mean, we have a very deep. We're we're, we're acquiring a very deep understanding of the movie Convoy. So okay. So so um, so we. We did not think this was going to happen. We didn't press on it. We didn't. We didn't even make any suggestions that they that they say this. Uh, and here's and here's where the interview ended up. Take take a listen to this. Take a listen. Lots of logistics here. Take a listen. And if Nick ever redoes Convoy in another Blu-ray thing, then maybe we should have a four or five-way discussion. How amazing is that? How amazing is that? So that's as far as that we hit out of the park. It's it, they said that we actually brought something to the table, which is to say that a commentary track with us would be richer than one without us. Yes, that next next time. So they are they are cleared. They're out of jail. They yep. are they're out of the feuding section. They're in the former section of the feuding section. And we're signed up for next. I say the 4K release of Convoy. Maybe can 5K. Be, can be two more voices on that commentary. Yeah, maybe we can yeah. do a 3D. Ooh, 3D release. Yeah, that'd be great. Yeah. 
Um, so yeah, so that's that uh, that resolved very well. Definitely stay tuned in your in your podcast feed for that for that interview. It's going to be very exciting. Uh, nice hour and ten minutes. Uh, Just of, sit back, of discussion. find find something to find an excuse to get away from your family for an hour and ten minutes and actually enjoy yourself. Uh, it's that's we have too little time for yeah for convoy these days. The workday world, you know. Yes. Uh, here's our theme song. We have some corrections to make. Oh, we're doing it over the theme song? Yeah. Well, uh, this sounds like dangerous multi I think when we do corrections, we have to do them over the theme song. That's That sounds fair. That yeah. Sounds, I, th- I mean, that just makes sense. <laughs> yeah. uh, we uh, we said... And it's the point, the reason we do that is because for our listeners who skip through the theme song, thinking that it's going to be the, <laughs> the theme song every episode, they'll miss the corrections. Uh, yeah. Uh, okay. So, uh, major correction... Correction. ...is that uh, we... We... Uh, Said that uh, it was when we listened to the commentary track. We were saying that the claim of the montage being used in the work was Garner Simmons, which seemed weird because he wasn't an editor. Well, this was and and yeah, to, so this was him saying. Well, we thought it was him saying. Yes, I admit I freely borrow from Sam in my work. And we looked at Garner Simmons' work and we said, well, he's directed only only one thing, and that was a couple episodes of a TV show. Yes, and so it seemed kind and, of ridiculous that he was borrowing from. Yeah. Yes. Sam Peckinpah for that, right? Which, well, by our closer reading, we realized we got some of the attributions yes. wrong, and the actual editor of the group, with many, many films to his, to his name, uh, Paul, Paul Cedor, Cedor, was the one who said we, he used it for editing. And that Which, makes total sense, because so he was we, an actual editor on real movies. <laughs> yeah, so that was just... Yeah. We, we could have made that a quick correction, but we, we dragged it out. We, we screwed up. Yeah. We ruined it. Yeah, we did. We did. Uh, and we maybe, yeah, we, we maybe went a little overboard in our, in our criticism of the Dog Brothers, I'd say. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. They're, they're, oh, here's a correction. Now they're we, friends. We they're said, friends of the show now. We said they were uh, they were uh, awful people. They're <laughs> villains to society. They're actually great guys. <laughs> they're actually great. Well, at least two of them. We don't know about the third. We know a majority of them. Great we, guys. We, on the whole. Yeah. On the whole. On the, on the two-thirds. So uh, in our, our famous segment where we read Wikipedia on the air, yeah. uh, somehow we misread uh, the Smith Klein Beecham coming from Beecham Beckham. It was Beecham Beckman. Beach and Beckman. So that's it. Bend uh, it like Beach and Beckman. Yes, exactly. Good. Okay, give me some good spoiling music. Whoa, that's what? that's on continuous play. <laughs> oh, well, that was pretty good. That was like that's, that was a pretty good mix. That was otherworldly. Yeah. 
Uh, okay, so this is a segment. We're really we're just we're just snapping to it. This show. We're one segment, well, another segment. We have a lot to talk. We about. got a lot. This is a this is yeah. I got notes. I got pages of notes here. On yeah. This. Well, it's what's nice about the uh, like a uh, text editor. You can have infinite pages. Yes. Yes. So I have I have so many pages of notes, um, and. Uh, and uh, and we've got spoiler alert uh, for this this five minutes and lots and so much happens in this five minutes. This is just just jam packed, absolutely. It really yeah, well. Let's get to that when we get to it. Yeah. So uh, spoiler alert is when we read the spoilers of the episode to spoil it for you. What you're going to hear about, right? <laughs> is, isn't that right? Yes, we read the spoilers of the episode to spoil alert to you what you hear about. We read the spoils of the episode, episode to, to spoil, spoil to you, you what, what you're, you're going, going to, to hear about. What you're going to spoil. What you're going to spoil about. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, this is brought to you by Convoy 34, who uh, we have decided maybe should be a future guest, but maybe not. Cause <laughs> we, don't, we think that might be a disaster. I don't I don't know that we want the person who wrote these things on the show, but let's let's see. Let's Maybe it picks up. Check on all the interviews about eight truckers. They talk about how rough life is when high gas slash oil prices... Smokies, with apostrophe, high gas slash oil prices. That's a very. It's just a level of of clarification that's probably not necessary. <laughs> Are you saying because they don't actually? It probably isn't the oil they put in their <laughs> in their engines that's actually uh, holding. I back mean, them? I Convoy Thirty Four is trying to paint the full picture of both the gas and the oil has gotten expensive. I mean, and let's be. They use diesel, right? And diesel technically is is it a type of gasoline or is it a or is it separate? Let's let's uh, let's do our favorite segment, which is we look up things on Wikipedia. That's always a that's always a fan favorite. A fan favorite. Diesel fuel, in general, is any liquid fuel used in diesel engines. Oh, there we go. Okay, well, but look up see oh. if gasoline is whose fuel detonation takes place without spark and no oxygen. It's not oxygenated, mm. right? Or something like that. There's it, it, no way to know. Yeah, well, just do a control F on the page for uh, for uh, gasoline. Oh. In the U.S., diesel is recommended to be stored in a yellow container to differentiate it from kerosene and gasoline. Yeah, so it's not gas prices. It's diesel. Fuel value and price. Is it a value? I don't know. What is it made out of? That's the thing that I'm trying to... Oh, petroleum diesel or fossil diesel is the most common type of diesel. It is produced from the fractional distillation of crude oil, so also from oil. Well, I mean, everything is... More, so the, you, you do oil, yeah. you do ref, you know, d- d- you refineries. You fractionally distill it. You distill it. Distilleries, yep. refineries, whatever. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, I guess you refine it, then you distill it, but you get gasoline, kerosene, diesel, and all sorts of stuff, you know? Now, there's also a twist here, though, because you've got synthetic diesel and biodiesel. Is that like diesel plus corn? Well, synthetic diesel can be produced from any carbon, carbonaceous, carbonaceous material. So I was confused. Okay, so what's the difference between biodiesel and Vin Diesel? (laughs) Uh, I don't think there is a difference. Okay. Last I checked. We can ask Wikipedia, but I I don't think we need need to, really. Yeah. Just type in Vin Diesel bio. Vin Vin Diesel bio. And see what the difference is. Vin Diesel bio. That mostly gets you Vin Diesel things. How about Vin Biodiesel? What about... Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, there's a Twitter account, at Vin Biodiesel. Very good. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, yes, you, you would expect to get biographies of Vin Diesel. And, and Audi of America. Um, we have an Audi? I don't know we had our own Audi. Well, no, just Audi of America shows that Vin Biodiesel is also a Tumblr blog. I feel like there's not enough people making... making uh, uh, 
making Par- this parodies joke. Parodies of oil refineries. Yeah, I just I feel like Vin Biodiesel needs to be used a lot more. Okay, let's be clear, his last name is not actually Diesel, correct? Vin Diesel? Yeah, that can't be a human's name. Let's play. Let's do our favorite segment where we look on Wikipedia. Yeah, uh, I do not think that that's a real human. Okay, Vin, Vin Diesel bio. Vin Diesel, Mark Sinclair. Yeah, exactly. Mark Sinclair, better known by his stage name Vin Diesel. So his name's Mark Sinclair. Yes, it is. Yeah, his his net worth. Guess his net worth. Oh, that uh, that's always fun to do. I'm gonna guess um, sixty mil. Higher. Hundred and sixty mil. Uh, lower. Uh, 66 mil. 100 to 145 million. Depending on how flush De- you doing. Depending on the day of the week, yeah. yeah how yeah. the stock market's doing. Yep. Um, yep, he has three children. When they have net worth, does that include, like, the worth of your own body? Um, I don't know. I, you, you would think I mean, it you would. Can, you yeah, can you sell your would. organs and everything. Yeah, yeah, so, like, yeah. so my net worth is 40 bucks. Well, like, he could well pro- and he you could, can pull a couple thousand on your organs. Yeah, he could probably insure his body for quite a bit. Yeah, absolutely. And yeah. Then, then his net worth might go down because he might be worth more dead than alive. <laughs> I don't think that affects your net worth. Okay. I don't know. All right. Let's get let's get to it here. So, okay, so um, continuing, continuing with, with the spoilers. So with the gas slash oil prices, which mm. we thoroughly debunked, uh, Smokies, with an apostrophe, with uh, their speeding tickets and political corruption causing the country's problems. Oh, that's a mess. <laughs> I mean, I'll, you give him credit, say he doesn't do the Oxford comma to make this confusing. So... High gas oil prices, Smokies with their speeding tickets, and political corruption causing the country's problems. There's no apostrophe on country's problems, but there is on Smokies. So he's got apostrophes and plurals exactly backwards. Uh Some truckers, no apostrophe on that, even become kind of violent. Kind of with an A at the end. Parentheses. Pig Ben nearly rams his truck into the camera truck and raunchy. Parentheses. Raunchy? Raunchy. And raunchy. They become violent. Is that a character's and name? Raunchy? raunchy? No, some become raunchy. Oh, some become ra- okay. All right. Yeah. So I mean, one one person's already nasty because the name is Big Nasty. Yes. And, yeah, but some become raunchy. Okay. Uh, parentheses. A truck pulls his pants. A truck pulls his pants down at the camera. I don't think a truck does that. <laughs> I believe the trucker does that. A truck pulls his pants down at the camera <laughs> while another talks to Chuck like he is a kid. No, talk to Chuck. What? Like I don't remember someone talking like he's a kid. Like he's a kid? No, he's he's talking to him like he wants to have sex with him. Yeah. He talks to him. Yeah. Remember Convoy 34, as you talked about in the past, he virulently defended there's no homoerotic sub- undertones to, to Convoy. Oh, boy. Okay, so, Convoy 34. So he watched you this scene. You got some life lessons to learn. <laughs> we saw this scene. Yeah. And we'll, we'll talk about exactly what Big Nasty's proposition is. And said, oh, yeah, he's treating him like a kid. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> Let's talk more about that later. So okay. I think he might have missed some things and there. Convoy 34 might not have his finger on the pulse of, of this scene. Yeah. End parentheses, in their interviews. Chuck returns to talk to R.D. and claims to understand the trucker's problems. No, no apostrophe. Yep. Should, should I continue yeah. talking about punctuation in Conway 34? Is this good? Um, I mean, maybe when it's notable. 
It's always notable. Okay, like, then well, there what, you go. When does it not be? <laughs> if, if he screws up six different apostrophes, yes. should I mention it every time? Well, I would mention him as a group. I would say I would say the sentence, and then I would say, and there were six, all of the, <laughs> yeah. six out of seven or however many it is, apostrophes that in sounds, that sentence that sounds easy. were incorrect. Chuck then says, <laughs> the governor of NM wants to talk to them and has set aside towards of field of field, I believe, of field. Okay. Uh, the truckers, maybe, maybe this was like text-to-speech. Or speech-to-text. We've, we've, we've discussed that theory before. Have we? Yes. Sounds like a rock-solid theory. <laughs> uh, the truckers can pull over and rest. RD refuses to believe it, having to protect the security of this fellow truckers, but Chuck informs RD off-camera that it wasn't, well, it, was, it was off the record. He was, I believe, the camera. He was still in front of the camera. Uh, that the governor has been requested to bring out the National Guard to stop the convoy. R.D. agrees to the meeting. As night falls in the convoy, Spider Mike informs the other truckers he got news his wife is getting ready to give birth and has to head home now and leave the convoy. R.D., sadly, as well as other truckers, say goodbye to Mike. He pulls. Very sad. <laughs> he did say it sadly. Yes. He pulls off to another highway, but RD sees he's heading into a rough area for a black trucker. The truckers have stopped in the field. Well, they skipped a scene there, so let's just, let's just stop. Okay, that's spoiler okay. alert. Very good. Are we ready for the sink? The sink. Uh, yeah. So let's well let's kill spoiler alert first. Oh yeah, just let it end naturally. Here it goes. That's amazing. Ah, spoiler alert. So good. And, of course, that's the theme we use every time for spoiler alert. We, we, we probably could make it consistent. It we could, but that would be that would be very difficult to keep track of. <laughs> well, you could, like, metal folder. I could write things down. Write things I could, down. Yeah, you could change the look, file names. I, no one else would care. <laughs> like, these are all things you I could I could do. change the file names. Well, was that a good... Do we? Th- well, it's more I like the surprise of it all. It's, um, it's, it's surprising. It is. It's surprising. All right. So we're, are we pulling up random websites here? What's going on? Yeah, I'm pulling up random websites. Are you ready to do the uh, sink? Let's do the sink. Looks like you have Our a, famous a, a sink. video so going already. Go home. Go home, everybody. Go home. Go home. Go home. Come on. Go home. And pull up your copy of Convoy that you've split into five-minute chunks. Yes. Yes. And load up chunk number 14. 14. Which you might be confused because this is episode fifteen. Is it in your playlist of, of MP3 in, don't files? Don't ignore that. If yes, if you're looking at the track number on the MP3 file, then yeah, maybe it's a different episode. But ignore that. This yeah. is episode fourteen. It says so in the title, but there's a yes. lot of different fields in MP3 metadata, and okay. it's important to respect okay. them all. Okay. All right. I mean, I'm just calling it the elephant in the room. Everyone's yeah, thinking about I, it. Everyone's looking at that and going, "What? Yeah. Yeah." Okay, so so queue up segment fourteen. It's the one where Chuck Rinaldi you is can, talking to people. You can do the clean version, which I just edited, or yep. you can do the version which is not clean. Yep, clean version. You're probably gonna have to edit yourself, though. Yeah, I mean, yeah. You, you can email me, and I can give you tips, but I'm probably not gonna send you the file. Staff at earfulconvoy.com will let, will will give you some tips on how to censor your your copy of Convoy. Yeah, exactly. For it's, airplay, it's, it's good. Um, okay, you ready? Yeah, we're ready to sync. Ready. Three, two, one, one and sink. Seen the way black have to live. Amazing, the amazing. That's a that's a nice sink right ghetto. there. Okay, that's a real nice sink. It is very nice. Okay, 
So uh, why don't you start with uh, reading some of your notes? Some of my notes. Here we go. I've got a couple pages of them, so it's going to be we got a lot to work through here. Yeah. Uh, so let's... <laughs> okay. <laughs> so let's start with um, lots of Melissa taking photos and Duck just staring. There's a lot of that in this five minutes. I mean, thank God that she, in this version of the story... Uh, Melissa kept her camera. Kept her camera. Yeah, if she didn't keep her camera, she would have literally nothing to do this entire let's talk sequence. About, let's talk about everything Melissa has contributed to the story so far. <laughs> okay. So uh, she got that salad. I mean, I, I'd say at the beginning of the movie, it set off like Be- a, it was. It, no, it, it, the intro, the way she, it, uh, she and him, yeah, the famous, uh, they were playful with each other, and yes. it kind of was a. Uh, it, it, had uh, Rubber Duck show his display of masculinity. Yep. It kind of was this battle of the sexes. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And since that, you got none of that. Nope, no, none of that none. Has, none of that has happened. So since. the intro, she was she definitely played a role in the in the first couple minutes. After that, um, she, she got a salad. She she got a salad. She she her car so, broke for no real. Like, we just, don't know why her car her, broke. Just to get her in the she, yes. The, yeah, <laughs> she sold her car for way too little money. She she did play a trick on the highway trooper. That was kind of funny. That was kind of funny. Yeah. And then it was yep. funny mm-hmm. when he came back. Yep. Confusing. Very confusing because it didn't. The timeline didn't really fit together. But yes. yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, should we like make a big graph of the timeline of, of Convoy and put it on the website? Yeah, that'd be useful. That would be good. Yeah, I nominate you CEO of timelines. Sounds good. Okay. Um, I'll, 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 I'll do that. I still need to work on the fight timeline. I I need to work on that. By the time I finish, it's going to be up on the website. We're going to have a fighting section. Oh, yeah, we have that's, that's new news. Website news. Oh, we have a fighting section? No. Did you see our website today? I, I forgot to check it this morning. I normally check it most mornings, but this morning I well, didn't. Sounds like you're, you're I need neglecting a new homepage, your duties as, as yeah. webmaster. Uh, what do we got so, here? Scroll down. Oh. We are officially making it a presidential endorsement. We are officially endorsing Rubber Duck for president of, of the United States or of the world? There's no president of the world. What are you talking about? Well, not yet. Well, uh, I think the duck could do it. We're endorsing Rubber Duck for president in 2016. Okay. We'll, we'll see where it goes. I mean, it... well, it's up on the website. Okay. In the feuding section, of course, has been updated. Current feuds are now none. We need to fix like the none. The, the, the formatting. Yeah. We'll yeah. Maybe, maybe just add a br there and call it a day. Yeah. Oh, I, I would be yeah. completely okay with okay, that. Okay. I'm gonna add a br there and call it a day. Yeah. All right. So. Um, okay. So then she was talking and. There's kind of a, a, a thing between Violet and Melissa at the truck stop where they they were jealous of each other. Kind of, but it wasn't that. It never made much of it. Yeah, no nothing really happened. No payoff at all. Mm-hmm. Um, and then she's been hanging around the truck for a while. She has talked about how she hates sky skydiving. That yep, great. Just and really fleshing out that uh, personality. <laughs> you really get a whole idea of her character. Yep. All right, I've committed a fix to master. Nice. Um. So yeah. Uh. Not yeah. And then and then she's in his truck. Um, he's being the truck. She allows Rubber Duck to not just be a weird guy alone in his cab. The fact that he's like talking mm. to her allows Chris Christopherson to to not be as weird. Yeah. Mm. I mean, like he was like say. Okay, yep. I'm going to drive through. Yep. Like, that would be weird if he was alone. But the fact that she's there... That's true. I mean, would, would it be better if he Well, was... but I think the problem is she doesn't authentically react to any of these things. Right? Yeah, I mean, so she... Uh, I mean, Ali, she's... Allie McGraw is... She's not a great actress in this movie. She works in other movies to extents. In this movie, I don't think she's very... She, her line readings are bad. 
right? I mean, I think that's just... Let's save this discussion for the interview with the Dog Brothers. Yeah, yeah. But uh, it, it's... But her character is also really badly written. Yes. There's nothing... There's nothing for her character <laughs> to do here, yeah. It's a bad execution of a yeah. bad character. Yes, yeah. And, and the, well, we've talked about this before, but it's her character and Doc's character really don't develop at all throughout they the film. They should redeem each other and... Yeah, and they never, don't. They don't do no, that. No, it doesn't no, happen. It doesn't happen. Okay, so... she all right. In this, she takes in this photos. scene, she, takes, she photos. takes photos, which is... I. It, does that have a point, do you think? Oh, and she she, she complains that she uh, is missing the fo- uh, wedding she's photographing. She does complain. Yep. <laughs> That's and she is happy. She says, "Can you believe it? We're going to Arizona. Uh, we're leaving Arizona, going to New Mexico." That's another thing she does. Yep. But here's the thing too. She's, you she... don't really need someone in the cab because they have CB <laughs> yeah, radios. I know. Yeah, they have a perfect device. Yeah. The, the, a de- hey, device. Both a literal device. Yeah. And a storytelling device. I guess you can't sell a movie that doesn't have a romantic partner. Hmm. Hmm. You know, she, you could easily write her out of the movie. Do you think how easy would that be to do to make the to Melissa, write her out of the movie to make the Melissa? You could, I believe, actually just remove all of her lines, and the movie would still. Work. But let's just say you, you, <laughs> there'd be some kind of surreal stuff where Duck is kind of talking to himself. But I could think could we it, get shots of the cab where she's sitting, but it's not her. Oh, you want you want despecialized? You want the despecialized edition of Convoy? Yeah, like 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 Garfield, like Garfield would be Convoy that Melissa. Could we do that? I think that'd be possible. I don't. I don't think we should. I think that'd be a lot of work. So what, for I, I think, very little gain. I think you you keep her in until she gets in the cab. Mm. At that point, she isn't in the cab. Uh huh. And then you have Duck talking to himself, <laughs> yeah. which is going to be okay. Which is great. It's going to be fantastic. I think this is going to be much better. Okay. Right, uh, we'll plan on that. Good. And that's maybe Christmas that's, special. And that's why we'll be brought back to do another commentary track uh-huh. of our new special edition. <laughs> the new. <laughs> the new. The the fan cut. Yeah, we, yeah. Well, we can call it the director cut. We, you can just, you can just, <laughs> anyone can be a director. Exactly. I'm just saying you always put words in Sam so, Pinkabot's mouth. Well, this is uh, the way he would have liked it. Yeah. Well, you can call it the director's cut and just not say which director. That's true. You've directed a short film about Vince, uh, Vince Larkin. I have. I've, I've also directed multiple award-winning uh, short films. Oh, yes, that's true. In the San Diego film... I forget what that thing was called. Yeah. Well, if you're gonna if you're gonna brag about it, you probably should know. I should probably know what it was, but yeah. it was a San Diego film something. Okay, so we were talking about how Melissa takes photos. Um, Melissa does take photos, and Duck uh, kind of stares for a lot, which is good. I mean, his staring is good. It's 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 uh, it's kind of. It, He's got a steely gaze. Steely Steely Dan. He's, he looks like Steely Dan. Okay. Um, what other notes? I, let's just again. I got so many notes. So we your, got a, your first note was what again? Was lots of Melissa taking photos and Duck just staring. Good. That was. It's actually my second note. I'm kind of jumping around a little bit here. Okay. I've got so many notes. Yeah. They get all jumbled. Okay. The other. The other. I mean, one of the other notes is um, <laughs> slip up there. What did what uh, What did you learn? I learned a lot. This is the Chuck Rinaldi exchange, right? So Chuck comes back to Duck's uh, Duck's cab. Uh, Chuck who? Chuck Rinaldi. Arnaldi. Arnaldi. Chuck Chuck Arnaldi? Chuck Arnaldi. It's not Chuck Rinaldi? No, it's actually Chuck Arnaldi. Arnaldi. Like, hey, Arnaldi. Like Arnold Arnaldi Palmer. Arnaldi Palmer. Oh, I could go for an Arnaldi Palmer right now. <laughs> what do you add to get the extra I in Arnaldi? Is it plus ice? An Arnaldi Palmer? Yeah, is, is an Arnold Palmer on ice. Yeah, yeah it's, exactly. It's like, yep. Um, so, okay. We've got, so yeah, so so he comes back, right? here. It's happening right here. You can hear it. Can you hear me? Yeah. 
Nope, never mind. Um, so, okay, okay. Yep. Here's a question. So he starts out talking to Duck at the front of the convoy, and he drops back, and then he comes back to the front. Can we ascertain in what order he is talking to different people in the convoy? Um, I mean, we the order in which he's the order in which they're portrayed, right? Oh, you mean you mean like, based on our knowledge of does, what order the convoy he, is does in? Does he drop to the back he, of the convoy and then and, and move then move up, forward, or does he, or does he, does he sink he back, and then come all the way back, and or then, does he kind of mix it up a little bit and yeah, go back and forth? Just zig, go back. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> my, is there any way to know if that's the case? My guess is it was not fully thought out in We any have case. done a very poor job at keeping track of the order of the convoy. I'd say mm. it, it, a lot of points it was shuffling so much. Mm-hmm. I'd say between the, the last CWM call break, yeah. it completely changed. Yeah. So, but we probably can... This is a nice shot at night here. It's very nice. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So we So we could be having a running tracker. Yeah. I think it's good to have a running tracker. Yeah, could we use the ticker on the website for that? Just I think put we the should, names of the we truckers make a nice, in a ticker. D three graph of who's the front of the convoy at each and, point in the, yeah. and you can sort of fast forward in the movie and see how it shuffles or something. I mean, just kind of like you see like lines go up and down. All right, you, yeah. All right. I'll appoint you CEO of of D three. Good, good. Sounds good. Uh, our website's gonna be great when it when it when it's finished. It's already great, but it'll be yeah. even better. Okay, so um, so yeah, so Chuck Chuck Arnaldi. Yes. Comes back to Duck's truck. And Duck says, so this is after he goes back and talks to all the truckers. Duck says, what'd you learn? And Chuck Arnaldi says, I learned a lot. <laughs> it was the education of Chuck Arnaldi. And, then, and then they episode. proceed to talk about other things, which you just heard, the whole governor thing and whatever. It's just like, these are just, it's these nonsense lines. I learned a lot. <laughs> like, what's that? I think I think it is just saying that I'm open-minded. It's him signaling of yes, you have a lot of very you know people who who've got good care thoughts. a lot and have good thoughts. Yeah, and then immediately you cut to the uh, to the governor's office and Chuck Arnaldi is looks evil. Oh yeah, in the dark with the with the with, sh- with shadows the on his below. face. Yeah. Just here's a tip: if you're in a government's office, don't always, light from below. Don't light from below. Yeah, no, it's you light from below. The, your evil. state is going in a bad direction. Yeah. Yeah, you light from above, you're gonna be fine. Yeah. Uh, mm. So, yeah, he looks evil, and he says it's gonna work perfectly for our plan to make you popular. Hmm. So. So okay, let's see who he talks to. He talks to, I believe you can say one, two, three, four, five. Six, seven, right. eight. I can eight, name them. Eight truckers. All right, let me name them. Let okay. me name them. Here we go. You got um, Spider Mike. First person to talk to is Spider Mike. Yep. Uh, you got Big Nasty. Uh, the fifth person he talks to is Big Nasty. Okay, he's talking to him right now. Here's the here. Let's let's listen into um, Big Nasty talking to him like a child. No, I just like kicking ass. You sure a pretty red-headed little boy. Want to ride in my truck? We ought to have supper. How condescending and childlike. It's like you talk to a child. Yeah. Uh, He talks to, um... Oh, boy. Uh, He talks to Pigpen. Pigpen is is sixth. Yeah. Uh, He talks to the Jesus Freaks. That's eighth. Okay. He talks to... Who was the guy that just mooned him? Uh, I believe he's a character we don't know. Okay, talk to mooning guy. Yes, seventh. Briefly. <laughs> it's a very brief exchange. 
Um, how has he come out of this saying I learned a lot? I don't... This is... Okay. I, I don't think he believes he learned a lot. He yeah. believes that's the right thing to say to Rubber Duck. Uh, yes. Because he thinks Rubber Duck said Rube, like the rest of the truckers. Yep. But he doesn't realize Rubber Duck doesn't care either. Rubber Duck doesn't care at all. So, um, old uh, Iguana? Old Iguana? Uh, he talked to Old Iguana in the last episode. The last app, yeah. Mm. So, I, I have I mean, only count, I'm only counting this up. I, oh, I, I didn't check okay. the order. Okay, okay. That, old Iguana said... Where were you from originally? And then there's this quizzical look on his face. A lot, yeah. of, a lot of trick or only reaction shots. Yep, yep, I, yep. Peg and Bob believes that's what the world wanted. But they're okay. Actually, I, I like I like it actually. Yep. Um, Did he talk to someone after Old Iguana? I forget. I think. Uh, Rubber Duck. Well, first, and then he dropped back to Old Iguana and oh. maybe straight to Spider Mike. Also, yeah. let me just say one thing. Yeah. In the song, the joke is Pigpen is in the back of the convoy, and he stays there. Because he stinks. Because he stinks. Yeah. And in the movie... He's like the second... He's like the lieutenant, the lieutenant. The, the movie gives up on that, and he's in all different parts of the convoy for the entire like, yeah. last two-thirds of the movie. Well, because he becomes Rubber Duck's lieutenant. But why couldn't he be in the back? Well, you can't you can't have the left the left the new leader. Seems like a really good place for it to be. Be in no, the leader's got to be the front door. Yeah, are you saying that? I think he should clearly be second. Yeah, and he's not. He's like no, he jumps around a bit, which is I think uh, incoherent. I think you should have, the order should be more clear to the audience mm. at more times. Yeah, I mean it is. I, I you you are right. Because you have in a hierarchy the, here. Yeah, there's and a hierarchy. Here. When you think about what's what is. Is, what is interesting? What is that from? When you <laughs> there's a hierarchy here. Yeah, uh, it's from the uh, crazy guy at the Policy Council. <laughs> Good. Um, what uh, the, um, the? I mean, when you think about what is compelling and central to the trucker ethos. Yeah. The ordering of the convoy, I'd say, is one of those things. But actually, I guess it kind of makes a point. You see who's at the front door, and everyone else is almost interchangeable. It doesn't matter. Yeah. Even his old friends are yep. just other cogs in this it's big just, yeah. hierarchy. It's all you care about is who's leading. The rest, <laughs> you know, you could be second, you could be last, same difference. That's a, I think that's a f- fair reading. Yeah, it's a reading. And, and it's fair. Yeah. And balanced. Uh, yeah, and any other things? Um, I, You know what? I'm going to hold off on my copious notes here. Oh, yeah, the other trucker's docs, too. He talks to the anonymous trucker who makes the... Uh, <laughs> Who, who is weirdly, you only hear him over CB, and he's extremely muffled. And he, if you, do you hear this line? He says, I have to make money from point A to point B. And that I make money that way. Yep. When they limit me to 55. That I can't make money, can't make a living. I, I can't stand it. Yeah. I can't deal with it. Yeah, yeah. It's not a great way to end a phrase. I can't deal with it. Yeah, I assumed it would be like I can't live or I can't I can't get yeah, I, I can't, I can't, get can't by. feed my family. I can't get by. I can't deal with it. I think is probably uh undermined by the fact that now you tend to think of like teenage girls like I can't deal. Sure, and that wasn't a thing in the 70s. I don't think so. I think that I think that is a 2000s I can't deal with it was a very serious phrase that people used <laughs> to describe. Think, I don't think it was, though. <laughs> life tragedy. I think it just wasn't said very often. Okay. But I think it, it has certainly sounds foolish and now. And since this film, it's become very popular. He talks to Lizard Tongue. So, yep. Lizard yes, Tongue. Yes, he does. Okay, so let's go through the order. Mm. Old Iguana. Yep. 
he starts talking about they're, they're taking his greenbacks and all sorts of stuff. Uh-huh. So he says, like, it's injustice. He's also incoherent, but yep. he, there's injustice. He talks to Spider Mike. Spider Mike is, is talking about racism yep. in kind of really big terms. He's talking about they send people to Vietnam, so and then they make you live in the ghetto. Yeah. Which is, I don't know exactly how, how much that relates to the to trucking. trucking industry. Yeah, well, it's, it's a metaphor. Yeah, well, what would, you, what would you say the re- relevance of that to the trucking industry is? Um, they send you out in the trucks into dangerous territory. <laughs> well, that's true. Yeah, and when you come home, you get paid for your trucking. Yeah. Uh, does he live in the ghetto, do you think? I mean, he appears to live in... I, I bet he does okay, right? Well, I mean, the question is, is he in, like, a ghetto tends to be an urban a phenomenon. Yeah, I don't think he lives in a city. I mean, why I be- would he live? Why would a trucker live in a city? Right? I, be- I believe he lives in Texas. Well, that's not a city. Well, I, be- I believe he lives in a city in Texas. I feel like there might be a line where they say he lives in Amarillo. Well, Amarillo is a pretty small city. Yes, yeah, what I'm saying. I don't think there's like a black ghetto in Amarillo. I mean, there's probably like neighborhoods mm. that are like segregated, but there is like a ghetto is I think a real slumlord kind of place. Sure. Yeah. So. Um, and he seems happy to get home, too. Yes. And um, Okay, so then he talks to an anonymous trucker who talked about 55. He can't deal with it. Yeah. Because it's money. He talks to Lizard Tongue. Uh, Lizard Tongue talks about how when they raise the price of oil slash gas. Oil, gas. Uh, that gets put. Are you, are you tired right now? It's not Monday. It's a weekend now. I was listening to the old episodes, and I thought, like, we'd be really low energy. You know, I felt the energy is actually pretty high. In the previous episode? Yeah, in the Mondays. We had two Monday episodes. Oh, the Mondays, yeah. Which I felt were disastrous in some extent, but they're okay episodes. They're fine. They're fine. The podcast listener doesn't know either way. Yeah. Uh, well, I think they'll know based on energy level. So it's true. So Lizard Tongue says that when they raise prices on gasoline, they he has to raise the price to truck. And then, sure. And then customers tend to pay higher prices with that so does that mean he's an independent contractor too are you saying that he because in a different situation you're saying that when the costs go up you just squeeze the labor is that what you're saying if it wasn't independent uh i'm just saying if it's not independent he doesn't have control over that he wouldn't have control over that but you would still demand well i need to make my wage. sure and they would say well you're not you get paid this wage or, or we'll find another trucker well, who's, where are they going to find another trucker? Everywhere. I don't know. In I the think, 70s, everyone wanted to be a trucker. I think, you know, in a, in a competitive market, the independent truckers and the, and the unionized truckers will create a, uh, you know, a pretty competitive wage with each other. The way that you'd keep the wages higher for unionized truckers would be if they're able to keep people out of the trucking industry unless they're unionized. Mm. And that's clearly not the case. Rubber Duck is never called a scab, and he's never barred from trucking right yeah people like him in fact people like him yeah, exactly there's really no anti and there's no anti-union anti sentiment yeah. here so i would say that the benefits they get from the union seem to be small although i the teamsters of course were a very powerful union in this day mm. although i wonder in in practice what the benefits tended to be and also how they reacted to the oil crisis these are all very good questions great questions so uh so after lizard tongue talks about these things he says it's about big money <laughs> which i don't quite get it uh, 
Big money. We're, um, we're, we're gonna get turned back around. Okay. Went to Vietnam and got shot for the right to live in a ghetto. I go from A to B. The faster I can get from A to B, the more money I make. At 55, I can't deal with it. Big oil companies that raise the price oil and gas, which gets back to the consumer. We gotta raise all our prices to make it all happen. Big money's what I'm trying to say. Okay, so he's saying to, that he's saying that yeah, the, the oil that, companies. So he is trying to say it's the big oil companies. To when to really in the 1970s, the main reason for the oil was instability and in the, there in, was like political. Uh, no, it was mostly cartels. The yeah. Middle Eastern cartels just said, "Hey, let's work together yeah, and, and cut raise, supply, yeah, yeah, and yeah. then we'll get more money from it." Yeah. Classic cartel action. Yes, and he's bla- I mean, is is he calling OPEC countries? The big, the big, the big. The well, big he's oil, calling them the, the, big, the money. big money. I mean, he they says, are big money. They got a lot of money. The big oil companies. They got a lot of money. And, and I don't. And he says, okay. He says first they raise the money. It hits the it hits the consumers, which means we need to raise our prices. That's weird. That's a weird sequence of events. Because really, I'm not say, sure these guys understand the simple economics. Yeah, we don't. T- also, that's the thing we've not talked much about so far is the economics of convoy. Mm. Should we get more into this? Should we have a little simple economics lesson? I mean, we were talking a little bit right now. This is the yeah. most economics we talked about. Okay. I think it's interesting in that uh, I think the difference of – look at uh, Convoy as a capitalist parable. There is no real powerful capital here. The main capital are, is the trucks mm-hmm. that, they, that they own, mm-hmm. which seems to be more or less an extension of their labor. Mm-hmm. There's no real – Big capital holding them back. As far as I said, these are pretty much laborers getting return on their labor. Uh huh. About as much as you could ever expect. Okay. Which I think is a very simple case. So you're saying they have no right to complain here. Well, and and on top of that, there's no land uh, scarcity that affects everything. Uh, Yeah, because they're just out on the road. The the land of natural resources, i.e., oil, is is scarce. So really, that's the main thing holding them back is how easily they can get fuel. Mm hmm. And I so in a lot of ways, yeah. I guess the main people that are holding them back is OPEC. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm not sure it is meant to be directed in any particular direction here. I think it's more a bunch of directionless complaints that create this notion of yeah, the truckers are unhappy. Yeah. So okay, on a scale of one to ten, let's grade all the truckers. Okay, all, all the all the truckers. Wait, are we grading their their assessments of the situation, or are we yeah, grading pink eye? Their no, I just have an itch. I just it's I, it's not really an itch. It's more just like sleep. Are you sure you don't have pink eye? No, because your eye actually looks a bit pink, <laughs> and like you have something that looks a little bit pus like on your eyelash. <laughs> so I feel like there's a chance you might have pink eye. So I'd say don't touch stuff without washing your hands. <laughs> would be my recommendation. Uh, but continuing on, um, 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 um. okay, so Old Iguana. Yes. Old Iguana, so we're talking about the validity of their complaints yes. on a scale of 1 to 10, mm-hmm. where 1 is not valid at all and 10 is very valid. Mm-hmm. Uh, Old Iguana talked about ripping up his greenbacks. Yes. Should we grade it on multiple scales, or is 1 number enough? Because um, it could be about you know, validity. It could be about coherence. Because those are not always you can be. I think we grade them on a quality of analysis. Okay, which is kind of a combination of validity and coherence mm-hmm. and everything else. Yes. Okay, so old iguana, you locked in? 
we're only remembering this from last time, but let's just do it this time. Yeah. Um, what did he say again? He said basically uh, they are using, like, rigged radar guns and then ripping up our green bags. Okay. Okay. All right. Yeah. yeah. Ready? Green cards. Okay. Okay. Three. Three, two, two one, six. six. Oh, good. hey, wow. Good. Yeah, yeah. alignment it's, there. It's very, I think it's very valid. Yeah. But very incoherent. Yeah. Okay. Second, Spider Mike. Spider Mike. Uh, okay. What did he say again? He says that they sent off to Vietnam oh, the, the, and get yeah. shot at okay. for the right to live in the ghetto. Yeah. Okay. All right. Three, two, one, four. Okay. I'd say yeah, it's yeah. it's valid but irrelevant. It's valid but irrelevant. Exactly. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I'd say also very coherent. I think it's it's yeah. Like, it's it's a coherent argument. It's just not an argument about trucking. <laughs> not at all. Yeah. Not at all. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, three. The anonymous trucker from point A to point B. Yep. Okay. Three, three two, two, one, ten. What? It just. Oh, okay. That's the whole point. But he's just saying that, okay. That's I, the whole point, is we get paid so much to move goods from point A to point B, and at 55 miles an hour, I can't it, we cannot it. make a living on this. So, but he is making the point. But the point he is making is not that 55, he needs to say there is no reason to have a 55 thing. If you say, like, I should be able to murder whoever I want. No, I think he's, I should be able to. Well, you know, he's what, just he's saying, look, it's it's an untenable situation. We need to figure out a solution. I don't think he's necessarily saying, you know, there needs to be no speed limit or the, whatever. I think, I, I think his his statement, the way he argues it. Okay, so no, he's he's maybe he's just laying out the facts. I'm bumping up to three. Okay, his, his argument is essentially Randian of saying that I have a right for my self interest, no matter what. No, I think he's saying he's saying he's just laying out the facts. He's saying, look, given the facts of the situation, I cannot make a stable living. That's what he's saying. Yeah, so I mean, I think the statement is not that he doesn't have any right to a, to a stable living. I think, and the idea is, if you can't get from point A to point B faster, it means that you should have to pay truckers faster. If you say trucks are illegal, everyone has to put stuff in sacks and walk across the country, you're going to pay people a lot more money (laughs) because people don't want to do that. Sure. And if you put 55 miles per hour, that should be reflected in rising wages for truckers. Yeah, but then he's arguing for that. (laughs) <laughs> he's part of the convoy. So I guess he's saying the voices need you know. Okay, so you're a 10. I would say that it, he is going towards something valid, hmm. but I'd say his rhetorical device is is dubious. All right, I'll lower to a 9. Okay, I'm up to a 3. Okay. Okay, uh, Lizard Tongue. Lizard Tongue, what does he say? He says that the big money... The big oil companies are are raising costs to consumers. Okay, ready? Which is which is raising costs to us. Three, Three two, two, one, one. Two stars. Okay. Uh, it's it's. I mean, he's 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 around things that make sense. Also, he's extremely unlikable as he says it. Yeah. He's just whiny. Yes. And just sounds stupid. Yes. Not well informed. Not well informed at all. Hey, I guess the anonymous guy. Yeah. He sounds angry and kind of stupid. Too. Mm-hmm. I don't like. I don't like the way he sounds. Uh, okay, next is the yellow pickup conspiracy theory guy. Should we wait till what this is, goes around? What does he? What does he say? He says a lot. <laughs> okay, we'll wait till that goes around. Yeah. Okay. In the meantime, uh, when we were watching this, yes, uh, in prep for the dog bro, int, mm-hmm. uh, we I asked you mm-hmm. during the scene, all these guys would be voting for Trump, right? And you said, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, clearly. Well, maybe not the duck. 
well, the duck is Trump. Yes, exactly. Yeah, so let's Tr- talk. Duck could be voting for himself. Let's talk about that more when we talk about the the themes of hero worship later in this episode. Uh, My eye is not pink at all. Your eyelid is kind of pink. No, well, that's not that's not what it is. Okay. Well, it's not. It's, yeah, your eyeball, I guess, is is white. Yeah, so. it's not. A, yeah, that's my eye. My eyelid is just pink because I think I was. I took a shower recently. That happens. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah your I skin think, gets flushed. I, th- I think you're rubbing your eye and it made your eye and your well, eyelid that too, look worse. That's too. All right. Good. Good diagnosis. Yeah. If you have any diagnosis for us, you can call in. Six five zero seven two three nine zero one zero. We won't pick up. Why won't we? Oh, because we don't have a delay today. Yeah. Delay today. Delay today. Uh, okay. So. Uh, so, okay, we're waiting for that to roll back around again. Yellow truck guy, conspiracy theory. Okay, so that's where we are right now. And this, is, it, this whole five minutes is just these interviews with well, truckers. No, we, that's the first part of it. I Let's, know, and then, okay, we get the, then we get the... Then we get the nighttime farewell to Spider Mike. Yep. And Which is happening now. Yep. Uh, beautiful Spider-Man shots of, of uh, trucks over the horizon at night. That is nice. This is the nice part. It's out of the seventh seal. Just silhouettes over the sky. Hey, that's great news, Mike. I'm going to have to split, though. So, uh, y'all take care. I'm going to miss you, buddy. Give our love to the old lady. This is a love machine. It's been good traveling with you. Good luck with your baby, okay? It was nice meeting you, Mike. We'll catch you later, baby maker. Hey, Mike, old partner. Keep the pedal to the metal and get on home to that good little woman. Breaker one nine. This is a saddle burner here. Wishing Spider Mike high ride back to Texas. Uh, say hello to the Alamo for me. I wonder yeah? if we ever see saddle burner. Next time we hook up, you'll all get to meet my son. You see one of the big care. nasty Keep people. Keep moving, all right for me. No, no, we know Big Nasty. It's like it's no, no, the t- two others in his, his bald eagle and, oh. and slithery snake. That's right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He says the thing governor. back to Texas. You couldn't ask for a better opportunity. This is the third part, which is evil governor's room starts. <laughs> All right, so those are better parts. Hey, there's a lot of writing. You, you quickly move through a couple of things which could take a long time, mm. and instead they take a short time. Mm-hmm. So, okay, we're going to quickly go through. Here's all. Yellow pickup conspiracy guy, big nasty, pig pen, moon guy, and uh, the, the reverend. Talking about their future, not just the Reverend yours. Sloan. Well, the whole thing was a cover-up for Watergate. It went way back to Nixon. First thing to remember, Nixon, Nixon got caught with his pants down before the guys from the Washington Post had it out. And uh, Governor Rockefeller retired as governor of New York, who just happens to be president of Standard Oil. Not to mention his brother David. He opened up Chase Manhattan Banks for the first time in the history of the free world behind the Iron Curtain. I'm not telling you how to run the country. But this whole 55 double nickel was a jive ass turkey wrap. And I don't like people giving me bullshit. Yeah, sir. Well, you put that very well, sir. Thank you very much. Continuing on, sir, Big Nasty. I wonder if I could ask you why you're out in this convoy with a rubber duck. Well, I'm just along to kick ass and for the ride. Yeah, but uh, certainly you must have some kind of personal grievance against the laws of this state. No, I just like kicking ass. You sure a pretty red-headed little boy want to ride in my truck? Uh, we ought to have supper. <laughs> why do you think you have the right to break the laws of this state? Hey, you want me to tell you why? Yes, I like to. Okay, watch this. Jesus Christ. Some of these people are crazy. What's no. this? Anonymous guy. Uh, 
He's being mooned right now. Well, he Reverend, is. can you tell me if you see this convoy as more of a spiritual than a political event? Well, life itself is a spiritual event. Okay, so let's talk about the rest of this. Okay, so let's let's okay, talk guy about in the yellow truck conspiracy theory nut. Uh, okay, so guy, I've been marking down our notes here, but we'll just go through. Yeah, here. okay, okay. Uh, the, the, the listeners will get back to us. Three. Okay, so conspiracy. Let's talk. Let's. Oh, okay. Let's, oh no, no. Okay, let's. Conspiracy theory now. Do, do we want to rehash what he talks well, about? Well, no. Or, or we're going to grade him, right? Okay, we're going to first grade him and yeah. then talk about what he talks yeah. about. Okay. Okay, conspiracy nut. Three, Three two, two, one, two. One star. Okay. All right. I, okay. What do you think? What do you think separates it from one? Uh, I mean, he 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 has a lot of points. And some may be true to an extent. Okay, so let's go through his points. I feel. I mean, not that I like. I don't. I'm not saying any of them are necessarily true. I'm just saying there are so many of them. Something in there is probably is probably a little bit better than one. Yeah. Okay. So his first point is Nixon was caught with his pants down before the Washington Post guys. Which is saying, before Woodward and Bernstein, mm-hmm. Nixon was already caught with his pants down. In what fashion? Is he talking about, like, within the government, he was known to be a crook and people are exploiting him? And what is the relevance of this statement? I don't I, It doesn't quite make sense. Yeah. Uh, so, not sure. And then he immediately ties it to Rockefeller, Governor Rockefeller. Yep. He left office in 73. So he says that dates what he's talking about. says that's at the same time Rockefeller left office as governor of New York. And, of course, he's also the president of Standard Oil, which, as far as I can ascertain, is not true. <laughs> he, he was never—he apparently worked in some capacity as, like, a Venezuelan, you know, uh, office. Well, but he's—I mean, his name's Rockefeller. Yeah, I mean, he—I'm sure inherited a lot of it, but I think yeah. he never served as president. Okay, but he's involved with Standard Oil. He is he's a member of the family that founded Standard Oil. Yeah. And he became incredibly wealthy because of his family wealth. Yeah. But yeah. I do not think he actually was serving in a capacity for Standard okay. Oil. Okay. Okay. Uh, and then his brother, of course, David, he was the first uh, person to bring uh, uh, Chase Bank behind the Iron Curtain, which, uh, which one, what, it's, this may or may not be true. I, I pulled up at least one thing about this. It's very confusing. Soviet trade and development. David Rockefeller? David Rockefeller, the brother, who is still alive, 101 years old. Wow. Yeah, a lot of old old people. Huh. We have, uh, we have, uh, so if, you, if you're trying to call. The phones are lighting up. Phones are lighting up. We can't talk to you. Text us. We can actually, I can, yep. I can get. Send us some text. 650-723-9010. Text not Rex. Uh, so. Nice. Very professional. How is it that, I mean, the mic just fell. Like, it wasn't, I didn't even, I just sort of grazed it. The mic just, like, fell. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So, here is me reading from a New York Times article entitled, Eaton Joins Rockefellers to Spur Trade with Reds. The article stated, An alliance of family fortunes linking Wall Street and the Midwest is going to try to build economic bridges, by the way, this is 1967, between the free world and communist Europe. The International Basic Economy Corporation, controlled by the Rockefeller Brothers, and Tower International Incorporated, headed by Cyrus S. Eaton Jr., Cleveland financier, plan to cooperate in promoting trade between the Iron Curtain countries, including the Soviet Union. Okay. 
And, uh, this was called, not surprisingly, this is this is the person who wrote this website, so it's not surprising that Rockefellers have been leaders in championing this bloody trade. Bloody. On uh, 67, uh, one of the most incredible articles ever appear in a newspaper graced the front page of the establishment's daily, the New York Times. <laughs> <laughs> this is how crazy people write. <laughs> yes. So it, it appears that he's just angry that, that they're doing trade with communist Europe at, at this I, point. I uh, guess. I mean, I'm sure. So, but then how does this relate to the 55 mile an hour speed limit? I, I don't think at all, but I, I think the idea is the Rockefellers, they're, David Rockefeller, I'm sure, made a lot of money yeah. operating the first bank behind the Iron Curtain. Sure. Also, how does that work? I mean, there's only rudimentary market economies there at all. Why would you want a bank? Do you borrow money to... But can you, like, buy stuff, I guess? Some places had no cash to speak of. Some, I think, had some sort of cash economy. I don't know. Hmm. It's... it's yeah. I don't know. Hard to say. Hard to say. Let's let's invite uh, someone from Iron Curtain to talk about this. Yes. Do you know any uh, Iron Curtain folks? Iron Curtain nuts? Yeah. Iron Curtain aficionados? Yeah. You also, you can uh, always uh, let us know on our website. Email us, staff at... Staff at earfulcombo.com. Let us know. Seriously, email us. Uh, yeah, let us know your thoughts on the Iron Curtain. Yeah, you can... Uh, well, I mean, this in particular. This is... It's confusing. I, I th- okay, and then finally, it says the 55 mile per hour... Is uh, is bull? Yep. I reversed. I reversed the expletive for this, for this mm-hmm. file. He mm-hmm. didn't actually speak backwards. It would have been crazy. So <laughs> crazier than his normal crazy. Yeah, I mean, he is clearly supposed to be a conspiracy nut. Yep. Because he's. I think that is in, uh, that is intentionally incoherent. Yeah. So okay. So you give him two, two because of what? Yeah, two. Well, he's got these entertaining conspiracies, and it's kind of entertaining. Okay, and at the end. Chuck Arnaldi just has a puzzled look in his face. <laughs> and that's worth it. Yeah, but it doesn't mean that he was very valid. No, he wasn't valid. Well, then how does he get two? Is he entertaining? All right, fine, one. I okay. mean, it was well, it's valid because it was entertaining. Yeah, 1.5. Okay, Big Nasty. Big Nasty. Do, should we recap or just vote? Vote first. Vote first. Three, Three two, two, one, eight. Five. Oh. I, I feel he's just completely neutral. Well, but it's, it's kind of great. you got this Chuck Arnaldi guy who is... It, I mean, you know, we're talking about validity here. Yeah, the validity is well that Chuck Arnaldi believes that he has he's super smart, and he's playing these truckers. Sure, he's trying to figure suss out what do they want, so that he can figure out how to pretend like he's going to give it to them. Yeah. So that he can get them on the governor's side, right? That's what he's doing, right? Sure. I mean, he wants to play the governor sympathetic, and he's yes. figuring out the way to do it. Yes. He's gathering econ. Yes. E- e- I was going to say econ. info slash recon. He's gathering econ. Econ. So, and I think it's great that Big Nasty is... He calls him out. J- yeah. It's just... And, and <laughs> proposes... <laughs> propositions pro- Propositions yes. slash... Treats him like a child. Treats, yeah, exactly. Yeah. I think that's, I think that's pretty funny. Yeah, I think it's I think it's great. I think the overall and I think that might be the sharpest response of the crew. Right? It's clear. Is that it's, it's, it's clear he wants to he wants to kick ass. Yeah, and I would say he doesn't explain why he should be allowed to kick ass. Yep. What the overall repercussions are? Mm-hmm. Why there's a problem or why this convoy helps him kick ass? Yep. But it's clear that he is just a man of action and he's at he's. I think he doesn't go down to the root, but he he does defend himself pretty well. Yeah. 
This is Earful of Convoy, Northern California's number one podcast about the 1978 movie based on the 1976 novel song about trucking. This is Casey Shoe Stanford. Unless uh, you're listening on the podcast, and then it's not. It's podcast land. So, uh, okay. Next up is uh, Pigpen. 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 So, Pigpen, <laughs> so all he does is, is try to ram into Chuck Ronaldi, which is kind of fun. I mean, okay, so let's vote first. Okay, all right, ready? Three, two, two one, one, six. One star. What? It, okay, this is the most Trump thing of this entire thing. <laughs> and Big Ben, up to this point, has been this stupid. And he's so stupid. Here. It is kind of, okay, he's, fine, four, he's, four. He, he's asked a question, which also changes things. Yeah. He was asked a question, why do you have the right to break laws yeah. in our country or states? Well, one of the two things. Yeah. And he says, well, let me answer your question. And then he tries ramming him, side-swiping him with his truck, which is just saying, I'm not going to think. Yeah. I'm not going to have any reason for him to do it. I am just, with a show of force, going to demonstrate I'm right. All right, three. <laughs> I mean, this is this is why Trump supporters scare me. Yeah. Because they feel like, oh, why is this right? Because I'm going to hit you in the head with a crowbar. Yeah, no justification needed. Yeah, okay. All right. And Pink Ben, this is the this is a very you know might is right. This is not what Pink Ben's all about. He's about love power. Yeah, I know it is, it is true. It is out of character for him. Mooning guy. Mooning guy. Uh, okay. Three, three two, two, one, one seven. three. Okay. It's, it's clear. I mean, maybe it should be a little bit lower, but I think it's clear, concise. He is <laughs> embracing the nonsense. Okay. Okay. All right. Fine. Four. Okay. Uh, the Reverend. Oh, the Reverend. The Reverend was also asked a question. Yes. That, that doesn't influence Yes, this. yes. Okay. To rehash, he was asked the question, is this a uh, political statement or yep. a spiritual statement? Yes. Yeah. It was a statement? Yeah. 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 Okay. Uh, state. Yes, I like to. Okay, watch this. Jesus. Just a jerk move. He looks real angry. Okay, let, let's hear the question. Well, Reverend, can you tell me if you see this convoy as more of a spiritual than a political event? Event. Well, life itself is a spiritual event. Amen. Life is a spiritual event. Okay, ready? Uh, three, three, two, two one, two. Four. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's not great. Doesn't make any sense. I mean, it, it, very it, general. It's kind of a stupid question. And yeah. That was about as, that's about what you deserve asking yeah. the question. Okay. And it's, it's kind of it's kind of funny. Yeah. I mean, it's it, it's he's just taking a nonsense question and a nonsense answer. So so the back to the Pigpen okay. thing. I so, think Pigpen is answering the question. He's saying the fact I have a big truck, right? Why do you have the right? Yeah. And so, he said, you want me to answer that question? Yeah. And he, you know, he said, like, it's because I got a big truck and I can run he into you with it. Could have used his words. Right? Could have used his words. Could have used his words. Yeah. Uh, okay, so overall, most of the truckers got a very bad score. Uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Except for, so in my opinion, I think Big Nasty does a good job handling the question. I Big Nasty's not the kind of person you want in a convoy mm. because he is just mayhem. Yeah. But he is owning it. Owning yeah. that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and I, that's really it. I, who else, did anyone else do well? Um, I mean, Old Iguana, kind of. Old Iguana. Which one was he? Tearing up the green, greenbacks. Oh, yeah, I mean, yeah, he's got it. Oh, and I thought the speed limit thing was, yeah, the, the guy who talks about the, it's, because that guy's he, breaking it down logically. He's saying, look. No, he didn't. Yeah, he did. He just says. He says. 
the that I I get paid so much to he, get something from he here to there. Assumes I have a right to do it before he starts. He's begging the question. He assumes I have a right to do uh, what it takes to make this happen. No, no, no. I don't because I, I don't. That's, Either that or he's I, no, making that's the, the case difference that in the reading. When you have, I'm not. Re- I don't read it as he's saying. I Thus, I based. deserve something better. I think I read it as what like what isn't working about your current situation. Yeah. He lays out exactly what's not working about the current situation. Sure. Right? That's that's all he does. It is all he does. He doesn't suggest a solution or request a specific solution. No, but I think he's making a if he's not making a display of rights, he is making a statement of fact, which is yeah. because of the speed limit, I'm getting less of a return, which I do not think is true and certainly Either because of the speed limit or because of the cost of, of or the, what he's getting paid to ship. Right? I, I think he doesn't defend that at all, and I don't think it's true. I think that in the competitive market, his wages will go up when it becomes harder to truck. I mean, if 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 his agency is keeping more of it, he should just be an independent trucker. Mm. I don't, uh, yeah. So there we go. That's that's us talking about the convoys things. Uh, yeah, they're they're really it's not great. No, not a great political statement. But nope. the governor knows that people love truckers. Is this an alternate world, or people really love truckers as much? Uh, well, I think the governor's seen the turnout in um, what was that town? Uh, it was uh, it was Aguadulce in the Aguadulce. It was Las Vegas, Las Vegas New slash Aguadulce. T- yeah, I think he's seen the turnout in Aguadulce. He's yeah. seen the. In the screenplay, he's seen all the media sure. <laughs> coverage and sure, yeah. Okay, so let's uh, let's talk governor. Yeah, the governor. Let's Haskins, talk governor. Played by Seymour Castle. Seymour Castle. Let's get out of the way. Great actor. One of the best actors. Everyone loves Seymour Castle. You know Seymour Castle? I've heard of him before. Yeah, he was. He, he spoke was, Castle C A S S E L, which is weird. Yeah, it's Seymour Castle. You uh, most famous for doing films with John Cassavetes in the uh, in the '60s and '70s, and then later for his work with uh, Wes Anderson in the '90s and 2000s. Have you huh. seen him in the Wes Anderson movies, Rushmore, Royal Tenenbaums, Life Aquatic? Have you seen those movies? Uh, yeah, I've seen, well, not those, but I've seen the other ones. So you've seen the Wes Anderson movies he was not in. Yes, and you've seen none of the uh, Cassavetes movies, I imagine. And- no, uh, it depends on what they are. Nominated, for, uh, he was nominated for Best Supporting Actor for Faces. I haven't seen that. I haven't seen that. It's uh, it's not my favorite Cassavetes. He, he's uh, Minnie Mouskowitz, such a great movie. I love that movie. Oh. Gina Rollins is it's kind of like Convoy. She's a classy dame, and then she falls in love with this kind of low life, played by uh, Seymour Castle. And they're both great actors. Gina Rollins is the best. And Seymour Castle is the best. So, Whoa. guitarist slash, you know slash. Oh, I thought you said that. Yeah, guitarist. I thought, I thought you were saying Simmer Castle is an actor slash guitarist. That's like I don't no. know that. Guitarist slash real name Saul Hudson. Yeah, who was childhood friends with Castle's son. I'm gonna I'm gonna interrupt you. Mm-hmm. Can you? What's the real name of Vin Diesel? Um, uh, Martin Penwald. Uh, Not Martin Penwald. <laughs> oh, Mark. Uh, Mark. It's a very waspy name. Mark. Um, Sinclair. Mark Sinclair. Mark Sinclair. Mark Sinclair. Okay. Okay. Um, so, so, guitarist slash. Guitarist slash, real name Saul Hudson, who was childhood friends with Castle's son, credited Castle with giving him his nickname because he was always zipping from one place to another and never sitting still. <laughs> That's pretty Thus funny. the nickname Slash. Because <laughs> he's, he's never sits in one job long <laughs> enough to... Uh, uh, he wears yeah. many hats. 
Yeah. Although Slash, he, of course. Slash, of course, wears one hat. Wears, wears a, yeah, a very distinctive hat. Yeah. Yeah. But describe, the, is it just a sm- miniature top hat? No, it's kind of, I'm looking at it right now. It's like a, it's like a top hat with some additional accenture to the, um, to the rim. Yeah. Um, and then it's also got this kind of stitching on it that's kind of like a, it's almost, it's like maybe it's made of leather, too, or yeah. something. On a scale of 1 to 10, as far as uh, how badass it is, how badass is Slash's hat? I would say at least an 8. Yeah, that's yeah. pretty cool. Yeah. Well, yeah. Are you considering it a Slash hat? What's, what's cooler? Slash's hat? Yeah. Or uh, the Edge's uh, beanie? <laughs> I, I don't really have a good mental image of the edges being. Okay, you, well, here, does let, he wear me, backwards? let me just pull him up here. Does he wear it backwards? Is a flat cap worn backwards? Uh, it's a... Um, no, 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 not at all. No, it's... it's Here, I'll, I'll bring it up here. I'll bring them both up here. Okay. It's not... I mean, no, it's a straight-up beanie. So, okay, here. Here's... So, at home, go and look up slash hat, and then oh, look up wow. the edge beanie. That's, that's bigger than hat. I remember it being. Yeah, and it's very elaborate. So, here's slash hat. Looks more like a like an urn. Okay, so that's slash hat. Sure. Here's the edge beanie. I hate the edge. Oh, the edge is great. I hate all of you, too. Okay, so that's... So, this is the edge beanie. So, which is cooler, slash hat or the edge beanie? I mean, the... The slash hat is not like that cool, but at least it is trying to be cool and weird. That is just like, oh yeah, I don't care. I don't care. No, the cool. edge is pretty distinctive, though. It just, it's, it's, All right. it's, it's Steve Jobs. Again. Should it's we watch that video guy. of the edge falling off the stage? It's pretty funny. Okay. Um, so let's, okay. So Seymour Castle plays. Uh, by the way, speaking of political games, he tried to run. Uh, for the presidency of the Screen Actors Seymour uh, Castle? Yeah. He, oh. tried, he tried to be the SAG Prez. Oh. And instead he lost to the guy who played the White Shadow on TV, and then the White Shadow died. So oh. Seymour Castle's 80 now. He's probably never going to serve as president of the, of the SAG. He's 81. Good correction. <laughs> uh, yes, he's 81. I'm just saying. He's, uh, he's uh, one year older than Chris Christopherson, who's 80. Governor, you couldn't ask for a better opportunity to make the headlines. All right, here's the here's the evil scene. Before a scene of it, we'll see more. Okay, we'll see more. See more. We'll see more castle. Next up. Next up. Uh, okay, so he plays the governor Haskins. Do you get yep. the first name, John? Go Hask. Do, do we get the first name on Haskins? J- uh, no, I, I can't. Well, we could probably find it in the IMDb. Freedom of Information Act. Yeah. She's so she's accusing him of being selfish, kind of, or is she or she being inspired? I don't. I can't even understand what tone I that don't is. Know. Uh, Governor like, Jerry Haskins. Jerry. Oh, a reference to Jerry, Jerry Brown. Jerry. He probably was. Kind, he's a young governor. He probably was a reference to Jerry Brown. You think? Yeah. I mean, this was being written in the late seventies, and they made a young ambitious governor named Jerry. I think that's I think that's more likely than not, right? Um I mean I don't know if Jerry is is actually said in the movie. But, but let's just say you are a Hollywood screenwriter living in the state of California and your name is BWL Norton and it's the late 70s and you're making a governor who's who's young and ambitious. Isn't Jerry Brown going to influence Sure. Your, okay, sure. And then he names him Jerry. Okay, and I ha- can see a connection and there. And Haskins is, uh, I believe, check for, for Brown. 
Check and mate. Check and mate. Uh, okay, so he. This is weird. In the original book, he is a governor running for re-election. In the movie, he's a governor leaving for running as a senator. Yes. So he. Yeah. He wants to be. He's currently a governor, and he wants to be. Wow. Interesting things happening. Um. He's currently a governor, and he wants to run for Senate. Yes. Because that's a step up from governor, I guess. They're, it's kind of a horizontal position. You, mm. You're only one of a group, but you do federal stuff instead of being governor. You can and, s- and he's trying to get on, himself on a track to be yeah. do the ultimate federal stuff. I was looking up an article, why do f- so few governors become senators? Oh, why? Which is, I think it's mostly because by the time you stop being a governor... You're usually pretty old. Oh. What do you do with a governor <laughs> when he stops being a governor? Oh, what do you do with a governor who's retired? It's a great question. The one and two and three and four star governors. Do you think Jerry Brown's going to retired? Jerry Brown, a five star governor, if I ever know one. Do you think he's going to run no, it? No, just goes up to four. Oh. The one and two and three and four well, star governors okay. who've retired. So, so Irving who've... Berlin, he, he, he knows the five star generals are going to do great. Is that, is that, <laughs> yeah. is that the subtext here? Yeah, well, no, that's the, no, that's the kind of the, yeah, it's, that's it. It's like, so, okay, the five star generals. With all four of them. They go four, off. Four of them? Are there only four? I think. Well, you... no longer Mr. Um, no. What is, what's his name? Eisenhower, but, he died. <laughs> Eisenhower died. No, the uh, Petraeus. Petraeus. No, he, no. So, five-star generals were yeah. only allowed during World War II. Really? Yeah, they 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 upped it and they wow. allowed five-star generals, and it was Eisenhower, yeah, MacArthur, and Omar Bradley, I believe, not wow. Patton. And then they retroactively made Washington one too, I believe. Okay. And I think Good. that's it. I mean, I'm not really much a military guy, but I believe that's the case. All right. Well. So, uh, so okay. So 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 Irving Berlin though, yeah. So, so it goes one and two and three and four star generals. I think he's saying. I mean, five star generals are gonna be fine. Yeah, they're gonna go to Washington. Oh, yeah, four star generals. That there's only a few. Even of those. four star generals are probably gonna be fine. So you probably should take that out of the song. Okay, one and two like and for all we three know, he's doing star great. generals. And Petraeus, was, was Petraeus, how many stars does he do you think? But, well, he's no stars now. They, you stripped your stars? I don't know. Petraeus. Star, wow. The number one query is Petraeus Trump. Um, I could see them getting together. Yeah, uh, he, he was four star. Petraeus. He was a four star. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. he faces potential demotion for, for four star status. Oh, okay. I mean, he did. So what he did was pretty bad. Yeah, I, do, I, I he don't let, remember he all let the details. His, but. He, he told his mistress confidential information about the army. Oh, yeah, okay. That's not great. I mean, to open a can of worms, yeah, I don't. I, I disagree with confidential information in general. I believe the government should have no secrets all the way down the board. But if you do, it it, it seems to be a crime. Pop open that can of worms. Popping up with the can of worms. But, yeah, it certainly was a crime at the at the time. So, um... You couldn't ask for a better opportunity to make the headlines. It is weird. So, here's the thing. I was looking up New Mexico now has... Ooh, Petraeus Net Worth. Good. Let's see. Petraeus Net Worth. I would guess... Because he does speaking fees, people at some point ate that up, and now he still probably pulls in a bunch. So to have a high peak, Bill Clinton had 160 mil from speaking fees, which is insane. Mm. Well, he was a president. Yeah, but so was Petraeus. Petraeus, yeah, this brief stint as president. Yeah. 
Uh, I would say, I'd say 35 mil. Ooh, lower. Oh, okay. I, I thought he did well for himself. Because he brought in much of a salary. Guess That's again. speaking fees. Four mil? Lower. This is this is garbage. This it's reported at uh, two million. No, he can he. Uh, you would think, yeah. I mean, it's, this is just this is celebritynetworth.com. So who knows how how uh, <laughs> how how uh, uh, reliable that is? Um, yeah. See, this is a different. Yeah. Okay. This one says so there, there are forty four star officers in in the uh, in the U.S. There are, there are eleven generals right now. Four star generals make two hundred thirty four thousand dollars a year. How many? $234,000 a year for a four-star general. Okay. Um, for if they have 38 cumulative years of service. Okay. Seems that's, yeah, that's, you know, that well, I mean, point. You, you don't make it on the front end. You make it on the back end on speaking tours. Are you saying that Petraeus right. did not cash out quickly enough before he... Before he was disgraced? Before he was disgraced? I guess that might be it. He was all, Maybe. I, was, did he put a book out before? Whoa, he, Colin Powell net worth. Oh, he makes bank, I'm sure. I'd say at least 50 mil. 45. Okay. Pretty close. Again, according to CelebrityNetWorth.com. So who knows yeah. whether this is actually... Why don't you type yourself in and see how accurate it is? <laughs> yeah. Uh, we get the CEO of Qantas. Yeah. Um, let's how much is uh, is CEO of Qantas worth? Uh, man, Bill Clinton really did well. I mean, I'm looking at so George H. W. Bush here is estimated at 25 million. Well, I mean, a presidential book deal gets you tremendous money. Yeah, but the, these guys all had presidential book deals, right? Well, I'm saying I think W. did well too. No, it's got him quoted here at 25 million. Whoa, 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 whoa. Although it has a picture of a black man here, so I don't know. What... Whoa, wait, 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 wait. It has. <laughs> That's uh, George H. W. You says George H. W. I know. Bush. Well, he's also he's still not black. I don't think George H. W. Bush had a had, had a no. Book okay, deal. George. He was a one-term president. Yeah. Sure. Okay, George George Bush, twenty million. Twenty million. Yeah, that makes that makes. Okay, but but Bill Clinton. And I think he's been reclusive too. He doesn't do speaking stuff. Yeah, Bill Clinton is it's at eighty. Why million Why do people here. want to watch people speak so much? Um, well, it's cool if you have a company. Listen to the right? birds outside. If you it's have, free. A, if you've got a company and you want to get your employees together, you're full of convoy to corp. Yes, it's a corp, and you want to get your employees together, right? Let's and you want to, and you want to put on a show for them. Let's be honest. The interns have been acting up lately. And you want to put on a show for them? Yeah. yeah. The, oh man, the interns around here. Yeah, our, we just can't. M morale is low. Yeah. The website is garbage these days. Yeah. So if, I mean, that's, so, okay, so, so that's let's the say, thing, right? Let's say, hey, let's, Colin Powell, let's go in, <laughs> live in the troops. Yeah. 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 How, well, how much, yeah, how, much, no, how, much like, how much should we pay to get Colin Powell to speak to our uh, to our staff? Uh, a couple hundred thousand, probably. That seems like too much. Whoa, Chelsea Clinton. What do you think her net worth is? Well, you sound surprised. So I'm <laughs> guessing more than you'd think. I did she make a book like growing up in the White House? I don't know. Uh, it's her and her husband's combined, though, and her know. husband is an investment banker. Oh, okay. Well, <laughs> so, I'm not. I'm. This is stupid. Yeah, it's 15 million. <laughs> stupid. Yeah. All right. Well, that was that's cool. That's cool. All right. Good net worth uh, discussions. Okay. So as we were talking about, uh, so, so the uh, the the <laughs> what governor do they of do Mexico with the governor? <laughs> Is two term. Two when he stops being a governor, we, we, we went through that. Oh, what can you do with a governor who's retired? That's our closing theme. <laughs> okay, so uh, yeah, so the governor of New Mexico, two terms limit. 
uh, they you can take a term off, then do back. You can go back and do it some more. Ooh, so not like California. California, we discussed the California governor term limits. Yeah. Which are, yeah, well, let's not talk about it at the end. Okay, good. So, and I believe looking at the number of three-term governments, uh, three-term governor, term things, whatever, I believe this was in effect in the 70s. So if Haskins has, is governed by the same rules, it's possible that he has served eight years, he's like 40-something here, yeah, and he's ready to move on to the Senate because he'd rather yeah. just leave New Mexico behind. So let's talk about this. He wants to be popular, not just people in the state. But he needs to be popular around the country, yeah. which is kind of weird, because you'd think this he's, would be more of a regional he's issue. He's ramping up for a presidential run, let me this tell seems you. Like a, so, he's, ramping, he's going governor to junior senator, and then, bam, presidential run. So there's run. two questions here. The yeah. first question is, is he is asked to bring in the National Guard. Mm-hmm. And he says no. Is that a thing a governor can do? Oh, you no, know, well, not the National Guard. But the oh wait no is it the national guard yeah, so the the, national the, guard. I mean the governor is the commander in chief of the state yeah but is yeah. it that it's the state national guard is that what it is that's no, weird why is it called the national, national guard? guard the national guard the national guard is a state run entity there there are different wings of the national guard it's, okay it's basically like parts of the army yeah in all of the states yes but the, they can the, act on, they can make federal action okay because the governor of the state is the commander in chief of those forces no it's a federal thing no 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 the, but the here, I gotta. Okay, governor. Yeah, this is this is the question. California. Wh- who exactly calls the shots? Can the governor say, no, I'm not doing this? Because, like, for example, let's talk about uh, okay, Little here, Rock. Here. Let's talk the, about Little Rock. The governor of California is the chief executive of the California state government, commander-in-chief of the California National Guard, and the California State Military Reserve. So in the 50s, they desegregated the school in Little Rock. And as I like, always hear, Eisenhower sent in the National Guard to desegregate the school. Well, that was the National National Guard. This is the California National Guard and the California State Military Reserve. So, okay, let's click on the California National I'm Guard. Looking up Little Rock. California National Guard is a federally funded California military force, part of the National Guard of the United States. The Constitution of the United States specifically charges the National Guard with dual federal and state missions. When under the control of its state's governor, National Guard functions range from limited actions during non-emergency situations to full-scale law enforcement of martial law when local law enforcement officials can no longer maintain civil control. <laughs> so, so there is two – you're saying there's two levels? There's the this- National Guard can, may also be called in a federal service in response to a call by the president or Congress. So they're an entity that can be called into service by either oh, okay. the federal so government or the it, state, it the itself, state governor. It makes the recommendation apparently through the FBI that – you should call the National Guard, and the governor is saying, I'm not calling the shot, but if the Senate or the president pulled it, yeah. it would. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. And, and right now, yeah. the Senate and the president are— No, they're, it's like, what, this just they're out people to drive, yeah, yeah, people driving trucks in Texas, who cares? Okay, I believe this yeah. is consistent. Yep. So one, okay, we cleared it up. Yes, it sounds like he is needed before any action is taken, and he can say no, although he can be overridden by the federal Senate or president. Second is— What do you think the authorized strength of the California National Guard is? Uh, I would say... It's split between Army and Air Force. I'd say uh, 40 million Newtons. 40 million Newtons. Um, It is 18,000 Army, 4,900 Air Force. Uh, That's what they're authorized for. Repeat those numbers. 18,000 Army, 4,900 Air Force. That's a lot of dudes. And women. Well, let's not be sexist here. Uh, okay, so, and the second question is, okay, so Haskins says whatever it can happen, and they and they bring the National Guard, 
and the National Guard, he is just assuming it's going to be a bloodbath. Because it is now assumed at this point there is no way you stop the convoy without blowing up Rubber Duck. This, in the California National Guard article. Yeah. Sorry to interrupt. Sure. Are you, this, are you listening at all? Or? Is this, no, I know you're talking about the, the, te- the them calling in. There's no way sure. to stop it without calling in the text. Yeah. Also, uh, when are we going to break the themes? I know, th- in three minutes. No, no, I think we need to do our other segments, yeah. Pageful. And, oh, and, Pageful. And Bear oh, no. in the Air. Okay, we got to well, do we, we could do yeah. more Pageful next time. Yeah. Okay. Let's do more pageful next time. Yeah. All right. There's a section of the California National Guard article called Military Academy. It has one sentence about the fact they have a military academy and then a very large photo of three tanks. <laughs> yeah. You get, that's where they train the tanks. Okay. Uh, all right. So, um, so yeah. So, you were saying the National Guard. So Okay. So, if he yes. calls them in, yes. it is assumed the National Guard is not going to stop the convoy without blowing it up and killing a lot of people. Yeah. Which is, is that, is that uh, defeatist? Because let's say you're put in charge, you're called in, you're leading the troops in the National Guard. Yep. How do you stop the convoy? There's all sorts of other ways besides blowing it up and killing a bunch of people. Well, I mean, I think the thing put is... Put some spikes on the ground. That would actually be... That would probably do it, yeah. <laughs> yeah in no fact, one... that would avoid the explosion, explosion problem, too. It would, unless he is intentionally going to say, would... okay, if you're doing spikes, <laughs> I'm spinning out. <laughs> and exploding. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, some surreptitious spikes on the road would probably do it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> they'd all they'd all spring flat tires. and I mean, it's all, they got a lot of tires, if right? Those did, trucks are meant to resist. If they did that instead of the roadblock, yeah, it, they'd it, probably have, they'd probably would have stopped there. But you know what? That's not what this is about. would be unable to negotiate. Yeah. He, He'd be he, in a stop truck. <laughs> or, I mean, the, now if they did it, he would spin out and say, okay, I'm blowing up. Yeah, but if they did it surreptitiously, yeah, then and it was, was just on the road, yeah. and they ran over it. Even if he sees it, it's if before they negotiated. Yeah. So, okay, we, we solved this. <laughs> yeah. Right now, so we let's, would, let's We would say, make great commanders in chief of the National Guard. We would. Yeah. I've always said that. Mm-hmm. Uh is that a new feud? <laughs> <laughs> hey, National Guard. Yeah. Uh, we, we, we will not stop until, until they you, admit that we, until the current commander-in-chief of the California National Guard. Says we would be better than the Jerry fictional Brown National Guard. Says that we would be better commanders-in-chief, maybe not governors, but yes. better commanders-in-chief of the California National Guard. Than the people in this movie. Than the people in this movie would be. Yes. yes. That might not be too hard to get out of Jerry Brown's office. I, we, it can't hurt Can't hurt statements. to write a letter. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. All right, so, um, all right, should we should we go to no 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 let's, let's go to stuff themes let's no no we're, that's nope. the last thing we're talking about nope. no, there, no 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 we're gonna talk we're gonna the last thing we do is always bear in the air okay when's that gonna be fifty two after the end of the show fifty okay uh, I'm not I'm not done yet so okay. um, 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 um. Yeah, so let's say it happens now. Let's say the Rubber Duck is going to do a spin-out. Is there any way to take Rubber Duck, who's basically a suicide jockey at this point? He's literally a suicide I mean, that's what they call him, a suicide and jockey. He is, he's apparently willing to kill himself. Bulldog back with a can on back. So is there anything you do to separate him from the rest of the convoy? Uh, separate him. Well, you could, I mean, that's, you could wage psychological warfare, right? I mean, and if it You could would, draw him out. Yeah. So, okay, That's essentially what they try and do with Spider Mike, right? I mean, yeah. they 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 capture Spider Mike because they believe that will peel off the duck, or what Lyle does. Well, that's, that's believes that's it will not peel the off the campaign. duck. Okay, but let's. You're, talk about you're the National Guard. Sure, I and am. You the National. yes, and you need to deal. Yeah. With Doc. Haskins is assuming at this point, if the National Guard is called in, 
truckers are going to die. Yeah. And is that a bad assumption? I think at this point, Rubber Duck, I think, is going down with the, with the, with the force no matter what. Rubber yeah. Duck is not walking away alive. Yes, yeah. But the rest of the convoy... I mean, I'd say at worst, if he blows up in a normal road, no more than one other trucker is going to blow up with it. Sure. So I'd say this is... Are, you, and are they saying that they're just going to be a savage army of trucks... And are continue pounding on. It's going to be a battle. I would say if as soon as Rubber Duck's killed, probably not. I don't know. I think that would fire up the troops. Are uh, you saying they would he lose becomes their like leadership? a martyr? Yeah, yeah. Okay. We All can right. look how this plays out at the end of the movie. Yeah, we can. Well, uh, we don't really know. Spoilers. Yeah, <laughs> we don't really know. Well, in the original cut of the movie, it started with the explosion, so it's not really spoils. Yep. Okay. Uh, spoils of war. So Haskins' assumption, it's. Seems somewhat incorrect, but people. But love you know what? The this duck. is why he'd make a better senator than a governor. Yeah, but he. So he is saying we're working with the truckers, not calling the national guard. Sure. And we are letting you go through, which is why you have at this point the there is still police cars escorting them down the yeah. road. Yeah, yeah, because they're working with them. Is that are those state? St- state troopers. Are those state troopers? Because earlier must be. they were Agua Dolce police They were Agua Dolce police. They may still left, be. They left town, yeah. and then at some point there's a handoff saying, okay, we're done with this. State troopers Agua take Dolce over. Agua Dolce is done with it. State troopers, now you escort under... Under, under uh, Governor Haskins' under, command. Yes. Yeah. Sure. So th- this is this could be much more explosive. I can see it piecing together. All right. Okay, let's, let's, let's talk. talk about, no, before we talk themes, we have a lot more things to get out. Okay. Wow. Moviecensorship.com. Mm-hmm. So look this up. Uh, use a, use your favorite browser. What are you doing? I'm getting I'm getting themes ready. Well, you're way ahead of yourself. So you have a. What am I looking up? So use a browser. Type in movie censorship convoy, and you'll find a page at movie-censorship.com. Sure. And it's talking about this, the Region One DVD. Uh, you know, compared to the German Region 2 DVD, contains the three minutes missing from the UK European video DVD. Mm-hmm. And this is the three minutes of Chuck Rinaldi talking to the truckers that we've picked apart today. Wow. This was cut out of the European release. Wow. We can only guess why this scene was removed. Because of the homoerotic undertones. It contains many negative statements of American politics at the time. Oh, and the movie shot. Sure. And also homosexual illusion. However, we can only assume it was cut because of that. Hmm. Uh, also, a guy was Moon. That's true. It may have just been the mooning. Maybe overthinking it. Maybe it was just the mooning. But yeah, he, he breaks huh. down. The next yeah. man talks to the Watergate affair. He says Nixon been caught in flagrante. Even before. why is that a problem for Europe though? <laughs> they are very sensitive American <laughs> politics. They, they really like Nixon. <laughs> yes. Um, yeah. And Rockefeller stepped down from the governor's office just to become chairman of Standard Oil. Is that true? I was not finding that info on his page. <laughs> uh, this is a great page, though, isn't this? Great page. I really love this page. Wait, Melissa McCarthy died? What? No. No, she's still active. Why is there... <laughs> Do you have lots of clipping? Why is there... Yeah, there's a thing on this page that says Melissa McCarthy says her goodbyes at 45. Messages pour in after fans realize she's uh, gone. It's, it was the cancellation of Mike and Molly. Oh, okay. Okay, let's let's stop drawing attention to clickbait. It's just, 
It, it is intentionally made for you to think that she's dead, and you fell for it. <laughs> I did. Don't I did. believe anything until you see jokes about it on Twitter. Okay. When you see people joking about it on Twitter, it's real. All right, great. That's always a rule of thumb. That's a good rule. Okay, themes. Okay, so MovieCentral.com, funny side. Okay, secondly. Let's don't blame me when you say we don't have enough time to talk about this. I just want to have Bear in the Air take a reasonable amount of time. It does. Let's talk about, we've talked about the overall look of these truckers in, in this order. It's it's nice action shots. Let's talk about the cinematography. The action shots are great. Wait, is this themes? No, this is this is cinematography. Cinematography, okay. Cinematography corner. It's, I think, fun. You see the truck going back and forth. You see it shot from the front, from the back, from sure. the side. It's a good, it's, it's a really fun uh, shot counter shot when you see it, two guys in trucks talk to each other. That, I, think mm-hmm. it's, I think it's great fun. Uh, the second shot of the trucks at night, I think there's some good silhouettes of trucks at night. It's, it's a whole, it's, it really paints some emotions there, too. Like the separate, like f- you feel the separation. Yeah. Oh, Spider Mike, you feel it's like, oh, he's going off, he's going to, you know, it's uncertain, like everyone's wishing him well, but it's like, ooh, it's kind of dark and scary. You hear one of the the most oppressive music cues, it's very sappy synthesizer keyboard stuff. I think it's real sappy. I'm going to crank it up next to Real sappy. Uh, And thirdly is you get lights that are, the lens makes them turn into diagonal slashes. That's kind of cool. Kind of cool. Kind of cool. Kind of cool. So, okay, once you get themes ready, here is Welcome to you. Themes. This is Themes. That's the theme song. Theme song for Themes. Uh, themes. So, what do we got? Oh, what do you got? Um... I've got, uh, let's see, themes. Well, we've got definitely sort of, um, what would you call this? Unrest? Civil unrest? Arnoldi's really pissed off when he's talking about, like, he's, he's unlikable. Okay, the point of themes is to divorce ourselves from what we're watching currently and well, to talk why, about the broader why themes. I think it should happen after Bear in the Air. I think it should be post-sync. No, because it themes... Ties into Bear in the Air. I think Bear in the Air happens first, then theme second. The listeners write in, tell us what you prefer. Does Bear in the Air come last always? If so, write in. If not, don't write in. So we're going to nighttime. Just taking the music for a bit. Spider Mike calling the duck. Say, duck, I just got a skip from my home 20. My old lady's about to pop. You talking to a damn near daddy. Can you dig it? Hey, that's great news, Mike. I'm going to have to uh, skip, left the room. So, uh, I don't y'all know. take care. I'm going to miss you, buddy. This. Give our love to the old lady. This is a love machine. It's been good traveling with you. Good luck with your baby, okay? It was nice meeting you, Mike. We'll catch you later, baby maker. Hey, Mike, old partner. Keep the pedal to the metal and get on home. Like it is definitely moment. sappy. Breaker 1-9, this is a saddle burner here. Wishing Spider-Mike high riding back to Texas. Uh, say hello to the But the elongation of the, of the lights, Next the taillights, is, up, is nice. Next time all get to meet my son. Y'all take care. Keep it moving, all right, for me. Welcome back. Jesus, I hope he makes it. I'm not back. Oh, Beams. Been here the whole time. Yeah. All right. Well, that was good. Okay. Themes. So well, we themes. Took the music. We took so the music. We've got a lot of civil unrest. I think. Okay. This was a very political, politicized five minutes. Yeah. Let's be clear. This is incredibly politicized. Mm. And it's not. Convoy's not always been political. 
Uh, well, I think there's always been that kind of undercurrent of politics. I mean, I think, is this kind of like the statement of, like, I mean, society, you start with, out in a state of nature. Yeah. And it really is kind of elemental. People just moving this plane of nothingness. Mm. That's their society. It's weird. Well, I think, I mean, so, I mean, from the very beginning, there's an interplay with police officers who represent the law, the government, the establishment, sure. right? I mean, I, I think this is, like, this dynamic has been in the movie since the beginning. Sure. I, this is this feels like just an extension of that. Um, yeah, I mean, I would say that, but in the beginning, you didn't really have any meaning other than these people. And then you realize that, yes, there's people and there's people who take advantage of them. There's the oppressors, there's people who just show their force and stop them and take their money. But then later, they form their own society. And yeah. you see this thing happening. They uh, become the aggressors. Exactly. So here is the statement of, we're drawing a lot of ideas of, of hero worship of, of Rubber Duck. Mm. We're talking about the parallels to the uh, Trump movement in the in the truckers and their admiration for Rubber Duck and how this happens. Mm-hmm. I, I'm drawn to a book I've been reading about uh, a century of hero worship. I'm showing the book right now. A Century of Hero Worship by Eric Bentley. Eric a study Bentley's of... still alive. He's 99 years old. He looks it. That's Carlisle. <laughs> no. uh, a study of the idea of heroism in Carlisle and Nietzsche. Nietzsche. With notes on Wagner, Spengler, Stefan Georges, and D.H. Lawrence? Yeah, he was kind of a fascist. And kind of talking about how it influenced the fascists of the mid-20th century. You went from people who said, hey, let's go backwards to the old ways where it ruled, and people had heroism ruled... And uh, oh. and then it kind of feeds naturally into fascism, and we're seeing something similar here. It's kind of in that. Uh, so let's let's talk about this. I think this is a good passage. Uh, this talks about the the what makes uh, 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 heroic vitalism. That's what that's what Eric Bentley coins oh. here. Heroic vitalism, which talks about the idea of people being said to be heroes, and then second, the fact that the, they're alive makes you uh, appreciate it. Hmm. Good music. It's pretty good music. So, okay. Let's talk about how many What about of these Destiny? Are... What are they saying about Destiny? Uh, Destiny? <laughs> They're saying Destiny controls. People have to... Wherever the heroic vitalist touches on Destiny and heroism, he makes up emotion what he feels cannot be provided by argument. I did get that feeling from Destiny when I played it. Yeah. So how how much of this do you think is true about Convoy? Man mm-hmm. man struggles for existence. Mm-hmm. True. Oh, um, to a degree, existence within the society. Yeah. The fittest survive. Uh, I don't think that's true. I think I think Rubber Duck survives because he he paddles hard. He he's very fit mm-hmm. and he's crafty, and that's. I think uh, there's no dopey truckers to make it. You don't see, like, some fat trucker who's just, like, always dropping his food. Everyone's pretty Everyone's pretty on the ball here. Hmm. Nature is red. Well, wait, wait, wait. But those those state troopers, frickin' Swedley, they were pretty fit. Well, yeah, but they're... They held the, up well in that fight. They're the, they're, the, they're the power at the moment. Uh. Yeah, so, I mean, everyone is fit. There's no one who's really bad at what they're doing. Melissa. <laughs> she, she, she's part of the aristocracy. Uh, the army is the prototype of the state. 
True or false? The army is the prototype of the state. What does that mean? Prototype? Like, well, it's kind of saying that the like state... Like it's the initial version you, of you the state? You could talk about the state comes along when people say, hey, we're having a bunch of fun picking daisies all day. Let's work together and make a society. Mm. Or you could say that it's people just gather up force and that precipitates that is what the state is. It's kind of the nice version of people okay. bat- batting around with a stick. So that, I would agree with that. I think yeah. that maps pretty clearly. I mean, it maps on... It, so one... That's what you see at the beginning. The, the state, in the form of Dirty Lyle and yep. the rest of the officers, only asserts itself with it uh, within their own power structure. Without power, they're nothing. Mm. And asserting the power is their main interaction with what else. But you are now seeing a new power structure evolve with the civilization of the truckers. And they are, how are they showing this? Through violence. Sure. Yeah. That's what Pigpen does explicitly in these five minutes. Uh, politics are the continuation of war by other means. Politics are the... Continuation of war by other means. Continuation of war by other means. Uh, when you can't fight... Uh, you, you, you do politics instead. I It's not, that, it's not like know. war is the last resort. Like, war is yeah. always happening. It's kind of yeah. the implication there. I don't know if they're really playing politics, though. Um, yeah, maybe. So... I mean, this, we see this mostly with the what we're seeing about this here. Okay, uh, action is preferable to thought. That's definitely true. No one thinks here. No, no. And, and what makes them they alive? They take action. Yeah, and they're they're very. Yeah, they they take Sharky's road. They go to New Mexico. They they run into other people. And what makes they them run alive through the... is that they're like they're doing stuff and like yeah, mm-hmm. just they're shagging up. They're like they're doing shagging earthy, up. They're doing earthy things. Their earthiness makes them alive. Mm-hmm. Uh, so they're shagging up? Sh- well, that's what Violet and, and Rubber Duck do. They shag- shagging up. Shagging up. Uh, suffering is ineradicable. Ineradicable. Um, yeah, I'd say, they're, of course, they suffer throughout. The, the heroic vitalists Everyone in the Nietzsche and, and, and Carlisle mold, they have no ho- real hope for the future. They only look backwards. Mm-hmm. They, they think suffering is always going to happen. Happiness is incompatible with greatness. Mm. I don't say that really plays a lot into this. I mean, I don't know that Doc is happy until the end. <laughs> I'm not even sure he's only... He might only be momentarily happy. Though. Yeah. But he's certainly great. He's definitely achieved greatness. Yeah. So, okay, let's go to one more thing here. And I think this is... I think this is important. Uno mas. Uno mas. Of all the social forces that serve to integrate a community, mana and taboo have customarily been among the most prominent. Mana is the positive force that man tries to acquire from his totem animal or his god. Taboo is the negative of this positive, the forbidden, the thing feared. Mm. Just everything you can't do is, is taboo. What's what's taboo here? Everything. Driving over 55, certainly. Oh. So uh, the heroic vitalist... Is precisely this that he wishes to increase the power of mana through the mana personality of the hero, while simultaneously breaking every existing taboo. And here's a quote from uh, from Nietzsche: "To the negation of authoritarianism, Nietzsche adds bravado of the anarchist. The sheer anarchism of Lawrence Mark. Uh, wait, wait. What's Nietzsche? Well, there's a quote there I can't find, but uh." They're trying to break every taboo because the hero is not bound by any of the things you can't do. 
Mm. And they believe what actually makes a society and gives you something to aim for is the fact that people have a hero to, to look at. They say what actually makes us is not there's different kind of people. They're actually different stations of people. There's the people who rule and the people who are ruled. And you see that that's the kind of natural way the the uh, that this this functions. You have Duck in the front, and yep. everyone else follows him. Yep. And uh, they're not following him. He's just in front of him. <laughs> but they are following him. Isn't that true? They are. He just refuses to acknowledge it. Yeah. I mean, but where would they be without the natural hero here? Nowhere. They'd still be in Arizona. That's true. Uh, so, what do you what 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 is what is your takeaway from do. You, so the overall thought here is because there's this idea that to break the taboos is one uh, acceptable. They be, uh, the idea of this philosophy is that the it is acceptable to break taboos because people are above these taboos. Mm-hmm. Uh, and because of that, you have to have people who break the taboos, and they're supposed to be wiser and better and just generally good people. But in practice, what happens when people are given that right is you tend to get people who aren't better anyway, and mm. they just drop into sheer authoritarianism and, yep. and fascism. Well, which I think is that's what the that's what Rubber Duck is, except he is uh, he does not um, acknowledge or desire that role, right? Which which means that does that remind you of any other figures in an authoritarian <laughs> role right now? I well, no, I I I mean I think. <laughs> In, in what ways is Duck not like Trump? Is well, the question. Trump acknowledges the fact that he is in that role he, of he, of leader of you know whatever of of hero figure etc. Right? He only, basically says people want him because they feel they need him. No, but he says only I can fix it. Right? That's something like Duck would. Duck does not say things I think like he, that. He's silently. He's he's implicitly endorsing that. Duck is? Yeah, I think Duck is saying, yeah, you're going to follow me. He never says, hey, can someone else take over from the front door? I think it would be more fair if someone else takes over here or something, you know? No, but like, Duck, the, the thing let's with Let's do Duck, a vote for no, it. No, but the thing with Duck is I don't think Duck necessarily wants or cares if there's a convoy behind him. Right? You, you Duck just wants to go. You think that... But I, I think Duck, he... He joins a convoy at the beginning. Yeah. He seemed to... He was a solitary operator. He just joined yeah. by three. Sure, two, and two and that's and it's a it's useful, right? It is it's a useful. useful construct, and I think it is. It's very yeah. useful to have people behind you. Yeah. Without fighter, you're nothing. He would not. He would not get away with what he's doing if it wasn't for. Yeah, but he also wouldn't be as uh, as prominent a target if he wasn't part of a massive. Well, I think conflict. he'd be snuffed out quickly, though. Uh, I think he would probably get away. So let's just imagine. The movie, just play it through your mind. Yeah. Where instead of Chris Jefferson, it's Donald Trump playing the role of Rubber Duck the entire time. It'd be very different. He would talk a lot more. <laughs> he would talk a lot more. Talk I a agree. lot more. I agree. Yeah. Um, he would not be likable. He wouldn't be likable. There'd be a lot more interchanges. Uh, or, you know, like, there'd be a lot more uh, heated discussions. Um, About what? About the direction of the convoy, what's good for the convoy, what's bad for the convoy. You think what? you think people in the convoy would say, "I'm not, I'm standing up to this." I think there's no natural. No, but I think convoy. I think the, it would whether or not it needs to. The the what to do with the convoy would be a frequent topic of of discussion. 
I think he's, he only speaks up when challenged, and I think no one would challenge. No one would dare. <laughs> like, in he, he, he would, I guess, he would take out all people who challenge him, but that is a unusual thing. I don't thing. think he only in, speaks up when challenged. You, you're talking about Dr. Trump. In a different, in a different movie about uh, a movement like this, yeah. you would see another force that says, you know what? I don't think the, I don't think the duck's all right. And then there'd be a kind of contest. You, it's impossible. You never to, see that it's here. impossible to think the duck isn't all right because the duck doesn't do anything. The duck just drives. There is no. There's. It's. He's not. He doesn't have an agenda. Well, he doesn't have. He doesn't have a goal. Here's the thing. He doesn't. There is no. There's nothing. He well, is just would, driving. Would Trump duck? Would he do the loyal things of help standing in for the fight, and then uh, he, he stands for Spider Mike. Uh, prob- probably not. Probably not. But so it, that would change things. Yeah. So there's a, yeah, and there's a bit of character development there. But my my point is, I don't. Th- Duck is not. There's no. Duck doesn't have a goal or an agenda. I, I yeah. So I guess what does Duck like? What 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 makes Duck? He just wants to keep going. So is is he just a psychopath? No, I think he. I think I mean, he's it a, like, is he a. Is he a purely a nihilist? Yeah. Does he it's believe roughly? He's like, an independent spirit. He, he enjoys earthy things. Does he not enjoy more of it? Or does he just... Does he have a code? It doesn't really feel he believes in anything. He believes in loyalty to some extent, but it doesn't really feel he believes in... He just wants to keep trucking. <laughs> is, is the duck really one of the richest characters in all of our <laughs> literature? He's not very rich. Yeah. How does... Okay, let's take us back to the song. Mm-hmm. The song, is it very different? Because let's... If the song has... Definitely a little more fascist overtones. Well, in the song, he's the song he's a bit a more of a leader. Because in in, well, in, in the song, there's the you know like uh, we ain't gonna pay no toll. Yeah. Like where I mean, he never says that in the movie. In the movie, there's no like he's not you know he's not giving commands to the convoy. Hey guys, we're not gonna pay the toll. We're gonna charge right through. There's no tolls anywhere in the movie. No, they do go through the the, the, through the way, way station. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But no, so I mean, you know, he's we don't see any of that. We don't do not see him saying, "Hey guys, here's how we're gonna do this." Sure, none of that. There's no th- none of him trying to organize Is that things. a shortcoming of the movie or a shortcoming of the song? Or are they both equally valid? I think it's a bit of... I mean, they're just valid in different ways. I mean, sure. I, I prefer the duck of the movie. Yeah. Um, I think the duck <laughs> of the... the duck s- of the song is unlikable? Uh, well, the duck of in the... In large doses? Yeah. Yeah. I think if the duck of the song were translated directly into a movie <laughs> character, I think that would be an unlikable character. Right? If he wasn't could that you imagine, silent... Could you imagine Trump being the duck of the, uh, of yeah. the song? Yeah. 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 So, it, but if he wasn't that sort of silent, you know, solid figure at the front of the convoy, and if he instead was a very talkative, command issuing, <laughs> <laughs> you know, leader, yeah, I think I think he would be very unappealing. So, uh, what I'm getting at is, <laughs> I think that Duck does not really embrace any idea of right and wrong any overall validity of any taboo in culture sure. or any overall validity of structure sure. outside of society of himself in a lot of ways he does not endorse democracy sure and he is more or less fine with being a, a dictator of sorts and i think that the convoy but i think the missing link tra- the, the the heroism that duck exemplifies in the movie is a one-way track to fascism i think the missing link is at no point does he actually attempt to use any power I mean, does it? Re- people are worried about Trump, largely because he just does not have deference. He's also going to do bad policy. Sure, but, but he's, is- so Duck has this whole line of people following him. Yeah, right. Let's and be no- clear about Trump. Trump wants to be famous and loved. Sure, he doesn't. I don't think he really craves. 
power except for a route to get love and attention. I don't think Doug wants to be famous in love, though. No, That's but the they thing. Want Doug things. just wants to keep driving. Are you saying he gets utility out of just going down the road? Yes! Like... He doesn't seem to really enjoy it that much being in the movie. Just kind of, I think that's neutral. Well, there's, yeah, I think there's kind of a nihilistic element there. Yeah, I think he enjoys friends. Yeah, he enjoys friends. He enjoys Jennifer having a convoy. Aniston. Swimmer. Yeah. Yes. Uh, David Swimmer. Yeah. Um, okay. All right. Well, that's themes. The, I mean, I, I'd say the political implications and what we talk about more as the Dog Brothers. Yeah. I think the political implications of what is going on screen deserves to be made explicit. And that's our job here at Earful of Convoy. Okay. All right, very good. One last segment for you here. This is everyone's favorite segment. It's time for a little bear in the air. Sometimes, sometimes the bear in the air takes a little bit to get started. Oh, there we go. There's some nice bear in the air. All right. It's a great bear. We're, go, we're up in the bear. In the air. Uh, bear in the air is where we take the veritable bear's eye view of the movie. Uh, the movie. We got this five minutes. We got the, the movie up until this point. We got the movie as a whole. As a whole. But and we we're going to rate them. We're going to rate them. Opposite order of that. Reverse them in your head. Because that's yeah. how we're going to do them. All right. Here we go. So. Start with movie as a whole. As a whole. Sure. Three. Three. Two. two one. Five, five stars. stars. Okay. We're still agreed on that. Sure. All right. The, uh, the movie up until the up through this five minutes. Are sure. we ready? Yeah. Three, Three two, two, one, five, five stars. stars. Okay, good, okay. good, good. Now these five minutes as a segment, I'll remind you we need a normal distribution across the film. It's not. You're just saying it is normalized. It's not a normal distribution. It's normalized. Normal distribution across the That's film. Not, it's not going to be no Gaussian. Ha- no half stars. You have no guarantees of being Gaussian. The mean is two point five. Why would you believe it's Gaussian? The median is two point five. And the mode is 2.5. Okay. Okay. So it can be half stars. No half stars. No, the mode has to be 2.5, though. No half stars. This this week, half stars. We okay. did half stars last week. and worked great. No half stars. I, I, I think I listened to it. I yep. said there's a little something special. I think it was that half star. Okay. No half stars. Are you ready? Uh, yeah, I'm ready. Okay. Three, two, two one. Three one and, and a half, half stars. stars. Okay. Good. Okay. Yeah. Uh, three and a half, one and a half. Okay, I think it's. I think you get a lot of different stuff. I like how quickly it moves from the convoy interviews directly to just Spider Man's gone. Mm. Happens relatively quickly. It's it's done. It's over. Mm. And then finally, you cut back to the to the uh, governor. It's. I think it's very efficient with its I, time. The governor scene, I'll give some credit for. I mean, yeah. granted, there are one and a half stars and the here. There's some scene, substance. I think is, uh, movie censorship. Aside, I think very important. You yeah. need those moments. Yeah, the moments are good. Um, uh, yeah, I just I I think it um, it's a lot of nonsensical dialogue. It's a lot of dialogue, right? And it's just like, well, it's more weird monologues. They're they're not. Yeah, they're, they're monologues. They're they're right, not they're, expository. Yeah, they're about giving color, and I'm much more forgiving of colorful. Yeah. Okay. Dialogue that's a good point. Than, that's a good point. Stuff that's functional. We can maybe convince the race to two, but you know what? Keep it one point five for now. Sure. Um, all right. That's uh, uh, Bear in the Air. That's Bear in the Air. Thank you very much for, so, uh, for joining us for this. This has been another uh, week of uh, Earful of Convoy. Oh, wow, that, that ended suddenly. This has been another week of Earful of Convoy. Uh, you can uh, check out more. Well, certainly, certainly, guys, you want to check out our uh, Exhibit A. Exhibit A is coming next. The interview with the Dog, the Dog Brothers. Brothers. You you cannot Paul, miss it. Paul it Cedar will be 
Paul Cedor, Nick Redman on the show next episode. You got to tune in for that. Check out more information always at earfulofconvoy.com. Earfulofconvoy.com. Twitter at, at, earful, at earful, earful of convoy. convoy. Dot Twitter. Dot Twitter. Dot com. We're on Ello. At earful of convoy. Good. Dot Ello. Yes. Also, uh, you can subscribe to the comments posted on the Earful of, uh, earful of Convoy website. Most can you? Most of them by a brilliant contributing editor who uses the moniker Terrafractal. What? What yeah. is this? Yeah, who has especially been known exclusively in uh, Convoy. So you can, you can subscribe to that. Our, our, on our the, website? Yeah, the boards are great. On our website? Yeah. Terrafractal is great. I don't know what you're talking about. Very wise editor. <laughs> okay. All right. Um, so, yeah, that is it. Thank you for joining us. We'll be, uh, so, yeah, next episode, Dark Brothers interview. That will come very soon. Get hyped. Yeah. And, um, and just remember, as I always say, there's nothing more, nothing more powerful than a truck, nothing more dangerous than an idea, and no, no stronger way to preserve it than honking your horn. This is Earful of Convoy. Trucker talk the best. Breaker, breaker, what's your 20? This here's the podcast crew. We're hauling up in 901, about to hit the airwaves. Ready for big trucks, cool characters, and the explosive action you'll only find in Convoy? Well, rev up your engines for... An earful of Convoy. Northern California's number one podcast about the 1978 movie based upon the 1976 novelty song about trucking. Fans of cinema and music will find much alike. That is, if you're not some no-good bear like Dirty Lyle. Breaker, breaker, good buddy. Expect in-depth analysis, breaking news about the cast and crew, a little rubber duck humor, and we'll even have a bear in the air. They even had a bear in the air. 